the poor Tony Dad saying, It's true, but here I am today in defense of John Calipari. Why? Because he tried something different. Not many coaches do that. The new offense is fun and awesome. The defense is horrendous. But Miami made the final four with this exact same formula. What does Zachy say? Last year, don't fret, BBN. It's not as bad as... We're with Nick Curran and Phil Baker on your number one spot for sports in Louisville. ESPN 680 and 105.7. Texter, did you hear what uh, Jay Billis, Mike Greenberg... Yeah, Buster Cherry and... Yeah, funny, funny. Uh, Steve Hang... Kendrick Perkins had to debate about court storming. Be some good sound to play. Yeah, we, we've been talking about it for a little bit, but jeez, I we need football back. Zachy C, Zachy C, I anoint you because that has not only happened to Shrebel. That has not only happened to uh, Penn Island with Double D and Blankenbaker. It has happened to me with uh, Michael Hunt, oh, if you could do it. So, look, look, welcome. I, I'm knighting you. I, I'm doing the Jon Snow uh, knight right there, king of the north right there. Welcome in, boys and girls. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays during a highly competitive 10 to noon time slot right here on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7. A beautiful, kind of cloudy day over at the Laundry and Tan Connection. Uh, the neon signs are a flickering. Zachy C is looking good, glistening, fresh off the tailspin <laughs> ale fest. Uh, I am fresh off the tailspin ale fest. Uh, very little sleep. Everybody talks about like COVID brain and everything that they're they're foggy and things like that. Yeah, I had the newborn thing slash the the tailspin brain this morning. So we're living up to the billing this morning of the show. Sunday morning hangover right here at ESPN 680 105.7. Uh, Nick Kern is, I believe, you know what? He sent it right as I was like getting to tailspin. I know it's probably 50-50 if Kern's going to join uh, this week because he said something happened with a windshield, a cockpit windshield crack shortly after. So we had to turn around and land, Not now not flying out until tomorrow morning around 8.30 to 9.30. So guessing we're flying in, heading straight to the arena. This is probably out for the entire show. It's 50-50. It's like a, a meteorologist's forecast. We're going to wait and see how it plays out with Nick Curran today. But happy to be back. Appreciate you guys holding down the fort uh, for a little bit. I know uh, Zachy C's been doing work in terms of just filling in hosting with Nick and Bob out. I've been out. Ennis was out for a little bit. Rummage is out. So what do I always say? Your best abilities, your availability. Zachy C taking the bull by the horns and uh, getting some much needed time off yesterday. Hopefully having a good time out at uh, the Tailspin Elfest. Can't thank Trevor and Tisha enough for a great, great event out there. That event just gets bigger and b- Is that your first one? Yeah, it was okay, first, so won't be the last. Okay, yeah. so yeah. So funny story, and I promise we'll dive into sports, but bear with us. I got a ton of things I want to talk about from the little time. I, I, I dabbled in it when Nick filled in, I joined from a uh, a lobby, a break room of a hospital where I was like whispering and I was getting the side eyes from people. I was being very animated with my hands. I tried to connect with you for a little bit. 
just been going back and forth through the uh, doctor's office and hospitals. Everybody's good. Just, you know, everybody knows newborns. You just got to go right. back and follow ups with that. So I appreciate yeah. you all holding down the fort for that. But uh, Tailspin Elfest. So the funny thing about that, I got married there, not at Tailspin Elfest, but at Bowman Field. <laughs> I was going to say. So we got married in the hangar there. Okay. Uh, so we were like one of the final. Uh, weddings there until the fire marshal said events like can't happen inside there. So that's where Tailspin initially started yeah. that hangar that backed up to the sound stage there. So it, it's grown so big that the save that for the big state that the the uh, the Tailspin Elvis, uh, you know, HB Productions, Trevor and Tisha, they've had to move it back like onto the runway and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So now they got like wrestling there. They've got way more breweries there uh, than, you know, that than, than where they started. So it's just wonderful to see that. And now they got like spirits. My buddy, who's not really the the biggest, you know, uh, beer guy, was able to dabble into bourbon and everything. So that's great. So there was something there for everyone. Great seeing out uh, everyone out there. Saw some listeners out there. Big fans of uh, the station. Appreciate everyone coming up, saying hi to us. Uh, Nikki V and his element. Uh, the white people. Wakanda, as I like to call it, the silent <laughs> disco. Boy, I, I, I was talking to Brian Hall out there and... Zach, did you go to the silent disco first off? I did not. Okay, so you 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 did the other uh, gimmick where you uh, were just ringside for the OVW oh, wrestling was, match there. Yeah. So yep. you were in your element right there. That's right. So you'll love this. I'm talking to Brian Hall, Louisville Dog Walkers, former producer here at ESPN Louisville. Great guy. Um, and Fallout Boy, we're going down. Starts playing. Oh, of course. You can imagine what that sea of white people looked like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that, we'll just leave it at that. So I just said, B-Hall, I love you, but I'm going to uh, record this real quick and just see uh, all these people at a silent disco having some fun out there. But no, uh, wasn't great. so silent. After- no, it wasn't. They, they, were, they were having a blast up there, but wonderful, wonderful time. It was a perfect day. I got out there extremely late, uh, probably around five-ish or so, but it was great uh, seeing everyone uh, out there and the listeners coming up and saying hi, and, and I appreciate you guys holding down the fort. I'm great, uh, grateful to be wonderful partners of the good folks over at... Uh, HB Productions and Tailspin Elfest. They're doing great, great things. It's awesome to see them grow, you know, bigger and bigger. And watch folks watching the game. My buddies were watching the Kentucky Arkansas end of that game there. Yep. I have a lot of reason to be happy about that. Uh, not so much some of the Louisville things. I saw Blankenbaker out there. I saw Louie out there. I didn't see you there. That's on me. I should have. I, I was so 50 50 if I was even going to make it out there. I had like a 90 minute 120 minute window where I was like okay because I live right by there and I was like I could probably swing this and get out there for a little bit so went out there saw Blankenbaker in his element uh he was upset that he didn't have VIP tickets which I I loved uh thoroughly which I was like Blank I got you next time my man I you know okay that's like sweet I miss Sweeney out there I miss Strebel uh I miss Louie uh no I saw I saw Louie I saw Blankenbaker didn't see Biscuit uh didn't see Chrissy you saw them I did we're in the communication business we suck at communication that's ESPN Louisville in a nutshell we are working on it. We're trying to get better. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful day. In a crazy couple days, by the way. And I promise we'll get into sports. And I appreciate the, uh, the text coming in. Congratulating Lauren and I uh, on the baby. Very, everybody's doing good. Chloe's doing great. Uh, just, you know, I can talk Elfest for two hours. Uh, same be- here. I want to talk to Second Street Bridge for like two hours. Mother I of would do that God, too. that was crazy. So uh, are you one of those people that's, A, scared of heights or going across bridges? No, but I'm worried about that. that same, same here. Okay, so... I had like an out-of-body experience whenever I saw that. So initially, and it's a Sunday morning hangover. He's Zachy C. I'm Phil Baker. Liquor Bard Studios here. ESPN Louisville. ESPN Louisville app. ESPN 680. Uh, 105.7. Nick Kern may or may not join us. It's a tease. Wait and find out. But as a kid, when we used to go across any bridge for that matter, that was like my, my fear of something like that happening. 
That was out of a movie. I mean, that made national news. That was like on uh, for for current Fox News. It, it was on MSNBC. It was on CNN. It was on all these these outlets that it was getting picked up by, by WDRB and, and whatnot. That's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. No. And like when I say something was out of a movie, I mean, shout out. I want to get, I believe it's a uh, firebed Carden. I want to get his name right. But that dude is a freaking hero. My buddy who's a fireman said to me, he's like, no, that guy's a badass. Like he's, oh, yeah. he's uh, and not just like saying that in terms of like, he's a badass for doing that. But like prior to like taking on projects, cause he has to be like special, to what it was conveyed to me from my buddy who was a fireman, it was like he you have to be like specialized in like high altitude or high um you know events like that yeah. and getting up high and that's like that is my I, th- that terrifies me like I don't know what you do it's like it was like something from the lost world it was something from like Mission Impossible where you're about to go off a cliff and then it's like you got to climb up the tr- like I don't know what you do in that scenario yeah what what what's the driver do what do you do there for the hour or whatever well, while they were. You're waiting for them to get to you because you they said they got there in three minutes, right? Which is incredible for first responders. Yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, that's so fast. But when you think about it, it looked like it was wedged in there just enough to where like one wrong move, then You're that's dead. like going down. Yeah, I don't know what I would do there, honestly. Like if it was taking an hour, and I mean this, like and I'm sure somebody called. It was like get the number, you know, talk to the person on the hopefully the walkie-talkie inside the the semi truck was working just to say, do not move. We'll be there shortly. I don't know if I'm jumping to the water or not. I would consider it. I would too, right? If it, if it were that long, I would right? take my chances. I, that's kind of where I you was at too. Uh, so, again, it's easy to, to play that game. Do um, you think you would survive? I don't know. That and, and, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that. Because it, what's been conveyed to me is like watching some of these things on Netflix talking about like the movies that made us and just talking about some of the stun doubles and things like that. Yeah. When you're at a certain altitude, I say altitude, like he's 30,000 feet in there. You were, <laughs> you, you, you were probably about like, a, I don't know, 100 feet. I, I don't even know Around what that would there, be. Yeah. It's like hitting concrete. So you have to hit it at the perfect angle, almost kind of like at a slope. Otherwise, you're like shattering your ankles. Right. And then you run the risk of, uh, you know, the truck falling on you from your momentum of like just move. That's terrifying to me. Sorry, I, 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 I could go on and on for hours upon hours about that. But uh, the first responders, everybody that was involved with that, kudos to you. That was something out of a movie. Um, and yes, that, it was making national news on there. Let's see. Uh, I live in Florida, and the bridge I have to cross to get to Tampa is terrifying. Uh, it's oh no, I know, I know exactly what bridge you are talking about and that is terrifying if that happened to me the first responders would need to get me a clean pair of underwear and a tranquilizers yes i i agree uh not to be that guy but there are other people involved in that wreck who are in the hospital with life threatening oh no i no you you are 100 percent right i i i haven't seen that update as much but I, i'm yeah hopefully uh they are able to make a recovery i i haven't been able to follow the news as much, but i did see uh, that there's some life-threatening things there, and definitely uh, prayers with uh, them. But just a crazy, crazy situation. The time lapse. Eric Crawford, uh, when he's not just giving little nuggets on uh, Twitter and things like that, he's also a photographer too. Mm-hmm. So my man's over here going on the banks of the Ohio by Joe's Crab Shack and just uh, getting that. But uh, honestly, not to be this guy, I didn't think like are, are semi trucks allowed on the Second Street Bridge? I thought that was the whole reason. Of I the, didn't think they were. I, I, I thought like. That was the whole reason of the the new like bridges like was but maybe they're trying to avoid the I, look. That's a show for another day, but terrifying nonetheless. Um, yes, praying for the other folks uh, make a speedy recovery. But 
just glad at least one of the drivers is uh, out of, um, you know, just out of there because that would have been something that you would see in a Mission Impossible movie and uh, thinking of the other folks. All right, uh, no easy transition there. Uh, but, yes, we want to give it, talk about that. Great time out of Tailspin Alpha. Zach, you see, I'm sure, was in his element. I'm sad you Very weren't much at, so. I'm sad you weren't at the... Um, the silent disco saw our buddy Bosch out there and his lovely wife. Um, yeah, no, it, it was a good time, and, and it was nice to see some listeners and uh, folks that were big fans of the station, so it's um, always good. What was your – did you have a – we talked about this. Did you have a go-to beer of choice? Like, not that – you and I are on the same page. We – we go to the shortest lines exactly. if yep. it just because, and if we find something we like, we just kind of stay there. I bounced around. I okay, didn't I do really too. Stay anywhere, but so did you have one like a, a style that stood out? Not really. Okay. I mean, they all were good and of their own right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. So I saw like our, our our friends over at Noble Funk had some good stuff. Our friends over at Country Boy had some good stuff. Uh, you know, Three Floyds always has good stuff. I'm trying to think what else we saw out there. Uh, Hometown Brewing. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to leave some folks off there uh, with that. But no, it was a good, good time out there and appreciate the, everyone coming up uh, saying hello and whatnot. Okay, uh, by the way, the folks that went I'm seeing on the tech side, yes, we're going to get to the Louisville-Syracuse game. We're going to get to Kentucky and Arkansas uh, in just a, another fun game. Looks like everybody talks about about uh, the NBA uh, scoring that Kentucky has been doing, but man, Did it you is. See the stat? I think it was like the last seven days, Kentucky scored 319 points, and over the last. What Virginia did? Yeah, Virginia yeah. scored like 315 <laughs> in the last 25 days or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, th- this whole moniker of like, you know, Virginia, and you would think the brand equity that they were able to get in, uh, you know, just to kind of eventually get some scores or some guys in there that could help with these types of situations. That's just their brand of basketball, Lachlan McLean. Like, they they cannot score the basketball. And it's just, it, God, I, like, I know I was over here clamoring that last week, the week prior, uh, about, you know, why they should probably be in the tournament. Boy, they are they are in a, 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 a plummet to try and make that uh, point against me to say, eh, not so fast, my friend. But uh, no, it's Kentucky basketball, man, very entertaining what they've been able to do. They're the most fun team to watch in college basketball. Well, and look, it's easy to get it. You know how I feel about Robert Dillingham. I love the way he plays. He I like, like he's a little, at times erratic, but sometimes you need a little bit of that crazy. You know, it. I hear the football guys say they get upset when they, you know, football guys, football guys outside the lines, you know, because they're wired a little bit different. Robert Dillingham, you have the ability, you got to live with some of the bad on that. And and I think with what he's able to do and just kind of have that short term memory of like, he doesn't care if he messes up on the the play prior, he is going to kind of take a, not a questionable, you know, play here or there, but he's able to find things and contort his bodies in ways that in the same way, Reed Shepard, look, I mean, it is what it is with him. Like he's the... If he decides, who would blame him for going one and done and get it? But if he comes back, mother of God, like they're building a statue for that kid. Yeah, no doubt. Just Absolutely. because of obvious reasons. But then the the DNA, I saw it, we'll play some of the sound from CBS talking about, you know, um, the DNA that he has from his dad and, and then his mom and everything like that. But a uh, good, good product yesterday. If you're the Kentucky Wildcats, I have to be very pleased with that. I appreciate uh, Gandolfo and Ince doing work on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Uh, they were I, I, I did turn it on and they're like, we're missing Zachy C today. So they were they, they, they missed your boy. And it's like, well, Zachy C's in his element uh, vibing out at uh, the Tailspin Ale Fest. But no, I, I'm with you as an entertaining game. Musselman. Even said it's as good enough to win the national title. I know it's been some question marks about uh, defensively, but what you've been able to get from Antonio Reeves and then now the freshman coming on uh, there, it, it's been 
the defense has been concerning throughout the season. But yeah. if you can score at this pace, um, that is going to be the telling card of like how they can do that. Or if they're going to meet somebody that throws a wrench like you know West Virginia and Kentucky back when Cal's first year. Like, is that going to be an issue? So yeah. that's what I'm concerned big picture with them. But no, it, it seems like the money gambling's all on Kentucky. They got the pieces. They got the talent, obviously. And it feels like they're trying to get something like what Big Z can add to the table with the unicorn. I know what Jay Wright said uh, with that. It, it seems like they are able to you you were maybe heading toward toward a letdown, but Cal's you know I mean he he has to be very pleased with what he was able to get yesterday from uh, in Rupp Arena with um, many many in attendance down there. Yeah, I'm not I'm concerned with their defense still. You give up 102 against an average Arkansas team, that's not great, and they did trail by nine with about five and a half minutes to go or so. But this is what Kentucky's been all season. They're a team that, that they have to outscore everybody as far as they want to get into a shootout. If you get this team in a shootout, they're going to be just about anybody. And they had a 21-6 run that kind of put the game away. Reed Shepard, of course, Reeves, Dillingham. The thing we know about this team is when they those three guards play well, they can play with anybody in the right? country. And no. guard play is what typically wins in the NCAA tournament. And they have that in spades. I mean, you got they got... 12 points out of Big Z, 12 and 9. Oh, they couldn't stop the pick and roll with Robert Dillingham no. and Big Z at all. No, they're better when they only have one big on the floor. I think everybody that's been established by now, I think it was Rothstein that put this out, but he said there's certain things that are true about this. This is team. March? Oh, he, he tweeted something other than uh, this is or, March? Wow, that's uh, crazy. Something other than grab your nitro pills or whatever. <laughs> he said, so these things are true. Kentucky can win the national title. Yes. So Kentucky's significantly better when it only has one big on the floor. Yes. They're the best watch in college hoops. I would say so. Kentucky's allowing an average of 95 a game, and that's still very alarming. I think that's basically encapsulates this team perfectly. I think they're very good on the defensive end. I mean, they're not good on the defensive end, but they can outscore everybody. Uh, like, like I mentioned, the guard play is fantastic. When they play at this level, they can play with anybody. I'm. This is a team that I've said all year could lose in the first round, or they could win the title. They're a team that... They were projected right now. I think Lenardi had him up to a three going in. Yeah, so he's terrible about updating this. So as of bracket matrix, as of uh, late last night, he still has Kentucky at a the the uh, first five seed. That's first where he's five. at. So, but again, that, that's as of last night. So I would be more worried about them losing to a twelve seed than a one seed. That's kind of the DNA of this team. So bracket matrix uh, has them as I'm sorry, ESPN. So bracketology has them as a four seed. Uh, CB, but he, they haven't updated that since uh, March first, and then you got CBS has them as a five seed a consensus that. So basically, they take the average of everything on Bracket Matrix um, to do that. And ob- somebody said here too uh, on the text on UPS Jobs text on four three seven nine six eighty. It's a Sunday morning hangover right here on your sports station. Uh, I'm a UK fan, but there's been a slight overreaction beating a fourteen and fifteen Arkansas team. I understand that. I get that. I don't but think we're getting we're it, praising them for that game as much as we are for like the Mississippi. Right, exactly. Right, when you put them in in the crock pot and stew it up like this, you're not seeing, not to make it a Louisville, Kentucky thing, like a fifth straight loss. You're not seeing... This is beginning to become a norm at the right time now. So third straight win, exactly, which is something that they hadn't done since January was win more than two games in a row. And and it's funny, but you know, by the way, do you see the L. Ellis? um, They called it. I believe it was a jump ball. Yeah. The first thing I noticed, he's wearing some Tony Montana Scarface uh, Nike shoes. And by the way, I don't know if anyone else noticed this. Did you see what the Arkansas bench was wearing? No. The Tiger Woods polos, like from Nike? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
That's funny. That's, like, it's just yeah. considering, like, he's no longer a part of Diet. Like, how does that happen? The problem is it was Saturday. You're supposed to wear that on Sunday. Well done. But the thing is, is, like, he didn't want to have that logo. So how does he get, like, how do those guys get it? Maybe they're from a couple seasons prior. Anyways, that's where my mind went. But they called a jump ball. I think uh, Jeff Drummond maybe had something out there. Of it, of just LL, it's just like mauling. I think it was Robert Dillingham yeah. uh, out there. And it's just like, ah, yeah, that's, that sounds that's about right. right. Sounds about right there. But no, look, you you have to feel good about that. Uh, John Calipari was definitely in his feels as well. Uh, let, let's play this. Let's play the CBS crew on all of UK's weapons and just what they're able to do a uh, big picture. They are just similar. Everything you just said, Zach, you see uh, on that. And then some. here's what the CBS crew had to say on Kentucky's weapons final there, but man, we're averaging, averaging 106 over the last three. Also giving up a lot of points. <laughs> they do, but they really can score. And Rob Dillingham, they got 54 points off the bench. Rob Dillingham was terrific, not only scoring, but setting up. And they got it done coming back from a nine-point deficit fairly late in that game because the defense picked up. It's sporadic, the defense is, <laughs> but when it shows up, it ignites the offensive game. Form. It's selective, we'll yes, say. Yes, the yes. Defense, and it was interesting, as Jade Wright pointed out, the five freshmen on the court. Um, Calipari not only riding Justin Edwards, but Big Z. Mm-hmm. Dillingham was fantastic. They got all kinds of uh, weapons on this team. Big Z's the unicorn. Mm-hmm. He's the one that can truly separate them. And he said this week, Coach Cal told me, if I play defense, I'll get on the court. If I don't play defense, I'll be on the bench. And he doesn't have to be Hakeem Olajuwon. No. He doesn't have to be Big Roy Hibbert. He just has to be good enough, and he was really good those last few minutes. I'm going to watch him defensively the rest of this season. Yeah, ended up with seven players in double figures, and they needed a... A Roy Hibbert reference. Roy Col- Hib- I didn't expect I, nor Roy did, Hibbert and Akeem Olajuwon n- 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 Nor did I. Nor did I. Uh, that was definitely uh, something there. By the way, a Sunday morning hangover hits a little different after Tailspin Ale Fest. That's from our buddy Samson. I got a funny story. He's not wrong. Uh, so I got a funny story about that. So I live really close by. And, and it's, this is a, a testament to how much the event has grown. Okay. Mm-hmm. So versus in me getting there late, I'm like, it's going to take me forever to... Uh, park and just walk like to the event because it's a little further back and everything, which is fine if you're there like when you get there. It's not a deal and everyone's getting in and out. But knowing that my time was limited, I got on my bike because I got so close by and they got a nice little thing over there. I'm pretty sure Samson heckled me as I was like leaving there. And Samson's my guy, so I love him. And that's and he was just like, you're cool. And I was like, I know that. I, I feel like a dork being that guy on my bike. And I'm sorry for that, but I had like a 90 minute one and I was almost sure. And I was about to say, Samson, is that you? And then I just had to get home uh, after that. So Samson's my guy. I appreciate that. And I'm glad you had fun out at the Tailspin Ale Fest, but I'm like 90% sure you heckled me as I was leaving on my Schwinn uh, right there. So that there's uh, that there. That's my guy, Samson. Uh, don't forget to discuss the Rex Chapman book. No, uh, he was on with Bob and Paul Rogers on Friday. Great, great interview. They went like the entire hour. Yeah. Uh, that's really good. So head over to the podcast center. Can't emphasize that enough. We got, I looked at the um, podcast numbers on that. We got the Rex bump on that one, as you can imagine. I'm sure he, we did. he retweeted that. There was 1.6 million, and he's been doing the rounds on that. So yep. some good stuff. I know Rick Bosich, calm down, folks. I'm not talking about those articles, but he did a good deep dive on some of the excerpts from there talking about uh, the Eddie Sutton stuff. Uh, my God, like there's, Rex goes all in on some of the things that happened like wanting to transfer to play for Louisville potentially with just some of the things how much money he was paid uh, during you know Wildcat Lodge or when he was at Wildcat Lodge uh, just it, it's a fantastic listen with Bob and Paul cannot um, 
recommend that enough because that was really, really good stuff uh, from him on there. So we'll dive into that book as well and just some good stuff there. And I know Blank's going zero to money phone. That's of his go-to he line. He, that's God bless yeah. you, Blank. He, you know what? I was, I, I was talking to Blank and his buddies yesterday. He was with a guy who's one of his really good friends. Looked like a get-back coach for Kentucky. Just decked out that, in Kentucky. Exactly. Gear. And I'm that's like, what I guess. And I'm like, Blank. I was like, how, do, how does this happen? He's like, he's my friend. He's cool. I was like, I, no, no. I understand the guy seems very nice, and it was a nice gentleman. But at the same time, like, that kind of goes against the brand. I didn't think, like, you had anything blue in your life. Wow, yeah. So, but look, I mean, that, that's how Blank's we have. friends with Kentucky fans. What's going on? The sheriff. Come on, Blank. That, that's where you have to You're the UofL sheriff. He is the UofL sheriff. But no, a lot of folks had to be uh, happy on this. You and I uh, have talked about this a lot. Um, and just there's this confidence with this team. Like yes. with this, it seems like even if they kind of get in a hold, they're able to just kind of keep the head down. It's okay. This is kind of the living with Robert Dillingham stuff that we were talking about. It's like he's going to make some mistakes, but he's quite frankly comes across as fearless and like he doesn't care he's got short-term memory and I know somebody on the text I pointed out we go zero to Russ Smith on that uh, I, I see that in there with it's just very short-term memory if you mess yeah. up who cares he's but, a more talented Russ Smith he's a top yeah, at, at, at this at this stage yes yeah, yeah I, I agree with you in terms I'm not that concerned with this team as far as when they get down because they were down what 14 against Mississippi State they were down nine yesterday they're one of those teams that they can get down double digits and then they can be up double digits in five minutes because that's how explosive they can be and we saw it again yesterday they're down nine with about seven or eight minutes to go and very quickly 21-6 they're run they're up comfortably after that and they kind of uh, just managed to finish that out but this is a team that they have one of those runs in them they always have one it seems like they have a 17-2 run or a 20-2 run waiting for them every game no I agree and uh, thinking of the confidence of this team here's what uh, John Calipari had to say about the confidence of this team and how they were able to uh, bounce back especially you saw what a Mississippi State come out with the whole the Reed Shepard game uh, and even against Arkansas this is what he had to say post game yesterday at Rupp Arena you have to have oh, so much I don't think supreme Zach has any confidence that's not on me you have to have so much supreme confidence that no one can take it away. Not me, not a player on the other team, not an official. No one takes it away. And the only way you get that way is live in the gym. I told them today, I've had players live in the gym. I've not had this many that live in the gym. That absolutely, they get working. And they're building their own confidence. That's what they are doing um, and you've got to have supreme confidence that even if I miss two, I'm making the next two. Or I'll make a game winner. John Calipari on the confidence that this team has. Uh, big picture moving forward heading into March, uh, I think, yesterday. You and I have talked about this, how he's not getting more credit for this. Uh, but it seems like they're trying to put a campaign together. Antonio Reeves being a first-team All-American, I think he should be in that discussion with what he's been able to do. You've seen the shiny toys with the freshman this past game. But Cal on Antonio Reeves and how good he can be uh, moving forward. Here's what he had to say about Antonio Reeves. My man, congratulations. How do you do it? How do you get these young freshmen to play with that composure at the end of a game? Well, first of all, I was trying to find a combination. And putting Justin Edwards at four, I didn't try it all game because I was trying to get Trey back into it, but he's not quite there yet. But him at four helped us. Robert Dillingham. Like, I subbed Antonio because he hadn't had a sub. And then Rob went crazy. We went crazy, so you just ride it. But it was, uh, I got a good, they celebrate each other. 
Uh, they're, uh, they're dogs. They're, they're competitors. They are. And uh, Z makes us different. Just does. What is different from, of these young guys, these freshmen, than all the great freshmen that you've had? I've had, well, Antonio right now, Reeves, he's the first team All-American. I mean, this kid's really playing. But other than him, we've been playing with all freshmen, 19-year-olds. One of the things in this game was it looked as though we're saying let him score so we can get it back. <laughs> like it was crazy. They to start the game, I had to go zone. You know how much I played zone. Well, it was impressive, man. I'm happy for you. Congratulations, Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. John Calipari with Jay Wright talking about uh, just how talented the freshmen are and just what Antonio Reeves can bring to the table. Uh, moving forward into March. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, we'll get to some more texts, uh, but we'll go to, who'd you say it was, Chris? Jim. Jim, I'm so sorry. Jim up first on SMH. Jim, how are you, man? Good. Can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. How are you? Oh, good. I just wanted to add a little bit uh, about the Bryce Carden. Rescue. Yes, yes, yes. No, I appreciate um, it. Well, my, my son played Little League Baseball with Bryce and, and a friend of the show, guys that you guys have talked a lot about, Brooks Holt, and Brooks was in that Little League also. But, oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, Bryce's life is, is near movie stature by now. He's he's really an amazing kid. His, his father passed tragically about five or six years ago um his wife had a a premature baby um, had to have a feeding tube for a couple years Um, his mom and dad absolutely the salt of the earth his mom's a two-time cancer survivor taught both of my kids in in middle school and uh, i just wanted to put that out there i mean he's He's an amazing individual, and and we're all real proud to know him. And I just wanted to kind of fill in some gaps. I'm yeah, sure no, definitely. Yeah, I, no, no, no. I, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. Like I, I was watching that just unfold, and I was glued to that. Uh, so yeah, no, Bryce Carden. I appreciate you uh, chiming in on that. Uh, yeah, that's definitely something out of a movie, and for him to have, I see him seeing online nerves of steel to go down there, and for not only for him to remain calm but to encourage the driver and everything to, to remain calm because it looked like that was hanging on by a throat like i didn't even see it wedged in anything on the bridge it looked like it was just the the weight i guess of the back of the truck was just kind of the only thing picking you know uh, holding it up i should yeah. say so no i, I greatly appreciate the call that was a a wild wild um, sequence of events but uh, be sure to pass that along to them that um yeah he is I mean, first responder hero man that is definitely something that uh, was out of a movie so we can uh, appreciate you giving some context. And yeah, Brooks Holden's a friend of the station, uh, doing good work as well. Four three seven nine six eight UPS Jobs text line. The UK chemistry team seems to be so genuine and fun. That also means something. Okay, that, that's look. I mean, it seems like they they enjoy playing with each yeah, other. I you mean, the tell. Justin Edwards, Reed Shepard stuff. We yeah. was talking about like the mental coach and just kind of him getting down on himself. You saw the the Big Z and Robert Dillingham pick and roll chemistry there. That definitely feels like um, there's some things that they. Outside of just the stat sheet, as cliche as that sounds. And I think there should be some credit for guys like Bradshaw and Wagner. Maybe guys that aren't having as big of an impact as maybe they expected, but it doesn't seem like they're down over it or they're not hurting team chemistry. They but if you genu- have seven guys, sorry to interrupt, but if you have seven guys in double figures, yeah. you're, you know what Cal should be pointing to? The 06 and 07 Florida teams. That's right. And just say, look, there will be success that comes from this if you're not getting yours. And it, it, yes. it feels like, I'm not trying to compare them to that, but it feels like they are buying into... 
that mentality, it's like, okay, if I'm not getting 20 a game, the, the greater good of the team is going to get me drafted and not hurt my stock. And those guys all ended up getting drafted, and most of them had pretty good careers, like Al Horford and Still. Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> that wasn't a great statistical Florida team those two years, but they had four or five guys that would score 15, 20 points, and they won back-to-back titles. So yeah, it no, obviously I, worked. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, one more piece of sound from Calvin. We'll, I promise we'll switch it up to some Louisville stuff as Zach is just like, oh, do we have to? Uh, I was going to say, I'll talk Kentucky. I know, I know you will. Uh, it gets Cal on uh, losing, he, so he appreciates the wins just a little bit more as he gets older. Here's what John Calipari had to say post game from Rupp Arena after I the win. I can't. When you're dealing with young people, people's children, you can't worry how you feel. You can't. If I did, I'd be under the cover some. If I listen to anybody who's never coached or wants to criticize me personally, I, I can't do the job with these kids. So. Losing for me, I've spoiled not only everybody, myself. Like, you're supposed to win every game. What? No one wins every game. So losing stinks probably even more so now than it did 10 years ago. But the winning still is unbelievable. And then the biggest thing for me, what about what Justin Edwards did today? And that's something that you just alluded to, what he's been able to do uh, at the right time and what transpired in the past week with him of, you know, you've seen the stories about Reed Shepard and, and Marty Smith talking about yep. just kind of being the the mental coach and the mental side of it and just kind of getting down on himself and things like that. So to see that hit at the right time, he's starting to become who people thought he was going to be. Yeah, And, and that is a scary sight if you're Kentucky basketball is that it's – that okay. there's still doing another this one. Ever. You're adding yeah. another head to the monster. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. And so, we saw it against Alabama last week. He played like the greatest game in the history of basketball because he was perfect. Literally right. 28 points, didn't miss a single shot. You're not getting that version of Justin Edwards, but if you can get the Justin Edwards who has, I don't know, 12 points, five rebounds, just kind of a consistent factor, this team becomes very dangerous. We know what we're getting out of Reeves. You know what you're getting out of Shepard. You know what you're getting out of Dillingham for the most part. If you can get some more continuity and you get Big Z to step up, you get Edwards to step up, you just need another guy. You have those three established. You need another guy. If you get another guy, they can play with anybody. No, I agree. He's Zach. You see, I'm Phil Baker. Nick Kearns heading up to South Bend, getting you set for the call of Louisville women's basketball, taking on Notre Dame up there. Reminder, uh, I believe Chrissy Bantha and Dave Skull have you covered for the postgame show at Noble Funk Brewery. Yep, they're uh, having a watch party. Nice, so that'll be fun, man. So be sure to head down there, and then we got you covered. Wall-to-wall action today. Uh, after us, we got the Mavs and 76ers, a little NBA on ESPN radio over here. So always, I, I, I like what the NBA's doing, especially with and, – and, College basketball has really struggled, and, and Double D, this has been his, he's kind of coined this of just saying, like, they, after the Super Bowl, they should just own, you know, Sundays, and, and then they do Saturdays. They do a good job of that, but they should just own Sundays. And they're starting to get there uh, a little bit, but it just kind of feels like it's all over the place. But CBS, Fox, like, I think, like, should be like 12, 2 30, 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock. There yeah. should just be four premier games. Well, that they're you could starting flex. to do that. Now. Well, now, but it should have been like immediately after the Super Bowl because there was that weird Sunday where they didn't do anything yeah, that, like that. Yeah, that was weird. But you know, the biggest game today is actually on the women's side. It's Ohio State, Iowa. Oh, Caitlin Clark's oh, about to break the scoring yeah, record. Yeah, I know. So. And they got to get some revenge. Hopefully, I mean, not hopefully because Ohio State won the first time. Well, and we remember Caitlin Clark flopped. 
the first time at there, the, there the court it is. storming. This is what we talked about uh, when you joined, uh, or when I joined you, I should say, on the V Show. It was uh, you getting on Philip Kowski, uh, Philip Pawski, and uh, he had Caitlin a miraculous Clark. recovery. Did you see a windmill he? dunk he did yeah, last he did. night? Got after he almost got amputated last yeah. week. How 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 did what he do that? What an incredible comeback! Yeah, I'm so proud of. Him. Oh man, uh, the court rem- storming really did a number on him. I know, I know. Uh, and reminder, uh, Kern's got you covered around 1:30 on 93.9 Deville Louisville Women's uh, taking on Notre Dame. So that should be a fun one there. Fun text right here. Somebody put on there. Cal should just point to Daniel Orton being a first round pick after averaging three points and two rebounds. That's a good text. That is a good, good text by you. All right. Uh, yeah. So for those that are looking at it, bracket matrix, we just said that Kentucky's right now uh, at that four seed, five seed ish, uh, depending on which bracketology you look at on there. All right. Switching it up to Louisville. Sorry, Zach. You see, got to play the hits a little bit on that. Um, we talk about this a lot, and one of the things that I struggle with, and I, 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 I want to, before I do that, let me get to Joe real quick, because I, I think he's probably going to want to talk to Kentucky, and then we'll get the Will here in a second. Will, uh, I'm sorry, Joe up uh, next on SMH, and I promise we'll get the Louisville. Joe, how are you, buddy? Yeah, thank you all. Congrats to all, everybody who had babies. And, oh, thank you. Uh, I, yeah, Phil, Congratulations. Uh, secondly, uh, the, today's big pro game is Golden State at Boston. And I'm just praying that, uh, no Boston fan or mean to Draymond Green. I, I don't, I don't want him to be <laughs> mean to him. But, the, you know, as well as I do, this, this young man is going to go off again. And, and it could be in Boston today. It could be, it could be in the next game. Why they let him come back? Uh, the commissioner need to take a long look in the mirror and say, why did I do it? Because when this young man goes off the next time, it ain't going to be pretty. <laughs> and and uh, that's all I'm going to say. And uh, y'all have a great Sunday. And other than that, uh, good luck in the, in the coaching search for the Cardinals' new basketball coach. Uh, the Wildcats might be looking for a ladies' basketball coach, too. So uh, there's a lot going to be happening here shortly. All, all right, right, Joe. Sunday. Appreciate Thank you, buddy. Sir. Two six seven nine six eight is the phone number four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. I thought he was going to talk Kentucky there. I didn't think he was going to go NBA basketball. That knowing some of the names out there, but with a cup of Joe, you never know what you you're going to get. You never know. That's the best part about Joe calling. I know. You I, never know what you're getting. A couple I, weeks ago it was Taylor Swift. Now it's uh, and Joe Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden. Now it's Draymond Green. Yeah, that's uh, look. I, I'm, I'm always happy to talk NBA basketball. By the way, you talked about Caitlin Clark. She. We'll save it for what else is going on, but committed. committed. She's saying she's going to the WNBA. Yeah. Indianapolis is going to have Tyrese Halliburton yeah. and Caitlin Clark. I know WNBA does not move, in the, but just let that marinate like, for a second. If she does what she's able to do at the WNBA level, like that will help the sport. Oh, she's the biggest star to ever come into the WNBA right. from a marketing perspective. And then you have Tyrese as, Halliburton, who is, in my opinion, I know he's struggling right now offensively. Got to add an offer the other night, as for the, but just some of the monitor right up the road sure. and up in Indianapolis. Uh, we're going to get to Louisville, but I, look, I'll let Will go real quick before we dive into this, so just so I keep him hanging on too uh, long. Will up next on SMH. Will, how are you, buddy? Hey, hey good. Thanks, guys. Hey, I'm an admitted Kentucky hater. You know, they beat a 14 and 14 team here. You guys act like they beat Connecticut. Oh, look, I mean, I, I, I'm with you on, on that. I, I just think in terms of what they you, – you're right from the standpoint of it, it shouldn't matter as much as it does, but it, I think when people were kind of writing Kentucky off uh, a little bit, 
uh, th- I think Arkansas is still better than what the record indicates. That's why what his name's kind of being circulated for the Louisville job a little bit. But you are right. It shouldn't be taken into account that the record isn't as uh, good as people thought it would be. So I, I will yeah. grant you your and argument there. They scored there. almost 100 on them at home. Oh, defensively, and, and it still stopped, concerns me. Yeah, and they stopped going to what they were doing. You know what? They stopped driving the ball. They were fouling, going to the line, that battle kid. They went off the formula. So, you know, when, dude, when they face – you know, these top Houston, Connecticut, we're not going to be seeing these little diaper dandies run around just meleeing anywhere they want. I tell you what, it's going to be a difference. And guess what? Cal will be nowhere to be seen in the press conference. Oh, oh, after loss. No, you're 100% right on that. It's a a thing of beauty that he's been able to – he'll send Chin Coleman or Orlando Antigua out there. No, I I fundamentally agree with you on that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Appreciate it. 267-9680 Two six seven nine six eighty is the phone number. Four three seven nine six eighty UPS jobs text line. Look, both of those guys are uh, zigging when uh, I, I thought they'd zag in terms of uh, just. Usually, I thought Joe was going to want to talk Kentucky, and I thought Will wanted to talk coaching search, but he just wanted to say he was a Kentuckyator. Okay, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I just th- misread the situation there. I think we got to stop thinking about it. We're not just analyzing Kentucky beating Arkansas. We're talking about they beat Mississippi State earlier in the week. That they dominated Alabama last right. week in a vacuum. Yeah, it's not a, that big of a deal that they beat Arkansas, and it should be a game that we don't talk a ton about just similar to Vanderbilt on Wednesday but we're talking about the overall complexion of this team so I I, let's not pigeonhole it and say oh of course they beat Arkansas people were poo-pooing the win against Mississippi State the other day all the Louisville fans were texting me during the first half hour whatever when I was talking about Kentucky winning that game like oh it's Mississippi State I'm like Mississippi State was favored they were 19 and 8 this is a tournament team that's a good win well and and I think big picture when you're Especially with the the brand bump that the SEC has gotten in terms of just the the conference from top to bottom, which I, I say tongue firmly in cheek, it, it is good. But, it just means more. Yeah, exactly. But th- there's some folks that te- tend to lean into, okay, that's good because in the past it felt like they could have, you know, lost those games. You saw it with Florida, what happened with yep. the end of those games. You, the Gonzaga you, you, game. Exactly. Yep. So those are the concerns that now the this young team, and we'll dive into some of the – sound that Kenny Payne had to talk about freshmen in the roster construct that I uh, my my jaw and my mouth hit the floor when Were I heard it. Were they still fighting? <laughs> Zach, compose yourself during some of this sound. But um, <laughs> it, it's one of the things that I think people just t- tend to lean into is when they say uh, this Kentucky team seems to be figured out, regardless of the record with Ar- Arkansas, I think the preseason expectations, and it has not been going good, and I think a bigger, larger picture of how his name is getting linked to jobs like Louisville, yeah. is it like he really is unhappy there, or does he just big picture just kind of say, eh, I, I want to see what else is out there if they're not happy with me with that, because I, I think Musselman is a good coach. Yeah, he just uh, doesn't stay anywhere very long. Yeah, either. exactly. That's the other part of it. That's another thing, a big picture that we can dive into in that. All right, uh, Louisville falling to Syracuse last night. Promised we'll talk about that. We've kind of been all over the place. We've been talking about Second Street Bridge. We've been reacting to Tailspin Elfest. We've been talking about Kentucky. Uh, it, it has been a uh, it, it's been a wild day thus far as we uh, return to try to get back into a routine for here in a little bit. Louisville locks up last place in the ACC with an 82-76 loss versus Syracuse. I saw a texter said, why do I sound like Trump even when I'm not trying? <laughs> I what don't it, know. Sometimes it's, it's just easy. It's effortless. Well, what did what did you uh, what what did you say? Like that, that I, was was it your WNBA Caitlin, Caitlin uh, Clark take? No, I don't know. Okay, okay. I mean, I, I, I can hear Ben it's Shapiro. One the, it's one of the great takes in the history of takes, maybe ever. 
Oh, that's that's that's, that's See, sneaky good. You have a you have a pretty good like. I don't annoy people like good impersonations. You actually have a pretty good Trump. I got I got to be honest. Are you gonna wear those? What's that glare coming behind the board? Is that your January sixes you're wearing behind there? <laughs> you, hey, they're, they're, they're dropping. Right. They're dropping. Hey, pay less yeah, shoes, baby. Coming that's up. Right. I wait, think it would be t- such a great bit if we got Kern those. Like we if we should. just. If they if they get down to twenty bucks, like oh, I, we're buying, I, I'm buying them in a heartbeat. Absolutely, yeah, okay. Uh, but, we talk more about that on OAN Plus. Yeah, that's coming up twelve oh five before the NBA on ESPN Radio. I'm sure we'll uh, keep the same audience for that. Fox uh, News is too liberal for us. Yeah. So look, um, you know, with Louisville basketball, we talk about this. Bless Taylor Lynch uh, for doing the post game shows on that. It was funny because he said, "Look, I, I guess people are just kind of over it." He's like, "You know, people aren't really calling in." Then all phones like lit up for him on the post game show last night. So. It feels like this. Eric Crawford, and I, I was so proud of you, yet I was unhappy slash jealous of you because I, when I joined you, whatever day that was when you were filming on the V Show, maybe Wednesday, yeah, it was I had so many questions for EC, okay? And with Eric Crawford, I think he has brought such a level-headed approach to this, and I think Ennis put it perfectly on Twitter. He says, Eric writes and says everything we wish we would have said in the heat of an argument the night prior. And I was, like, I was like, yes, that is what that is what Eric Crawford has such a good, such a great ability to do. And I think that is honestly his gift. I, I say this all the time, even when we've filled in on the V show with Nick or yourself. Um, whenever we have him on, I've read Eric and Rick Bozich since like I was a teacher's aide at Seneca High School reading the Courier Journal over oh, there. Crawford's so, great. Crawford's great. Yeah. And, and look, I, I know Bozich is our guy. I know people. You're well, people want to. Hey, you better be careful with taking it there. It's look, he, he's going to sit there. You, you were. Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell if Tim Sullivan was taking a jab at you or at, at Bozich during that interview. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. So, but no, I, I think it is. You can disagree with Brick Bozich on that. I know a lot of people do. I, I, I get that. And it, it, some of the things have changed a little bit in the tone of some of the tweets that have gone out and everything like that. I understand that. But. Eric's ability to bring a a good level-headed approach just to the situation. And for those that aren't on Twitter, this is important because I want to I want to react to the game. I, I say this all the time. I have silos of how I want to talk about the game. What else can you say about the game? Uh, the how the, about that defense? Well, at the did end you of the see first the, half? into the first half? Look, Matador defense at its finest. Just let a guy go ninety-four feet unopposed. It, it, you and, could, I, we couldn't do that. And, you know, when we're playing pickup basketball. And the problem that Kenny runs into, and I think Double D and Blank talked about this uh, when I was listening the other day. It's so difficult for for Kenny, I I think. And and Paul Rogers, to his credit, asked him this question. And Bob and Paul have done this, uh, you know, whenever they've sat down. I know it was Jody last night. I think Kenny's... And the staff, for that matter. And we said this going in because he talked about how he had the best staff in there. And, and the, 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 you saw the graphics with the players that were out there and whatnot and the success they've had on the court. I think things have come so easy to these guys, like just getting it with, during their playing careers. And this is what you've seen whenever coaches have or players have struggled to make the transition to the coaching ranks. Everything has come so easy in their mind to them. It, it, they cannot... I don't know if it can they teach the message to them what they have inside their brain to get out to the players because I think there is a general uh, a genuine confusion sometimes for some of the players out there because Kenny said like he broke down like almost like Allen from the Hangover breaking down you know the, the the card counting yeah he broke down what he told them to do 
but they're not doing it. So n- naturally, his thing is, I'm just going to blame the players for everything. Take well, some accountability. But, but no, but he, and to his credit, he, and to his credit, he did. He did on there. Uh, I'll play some of the sound to kind of break some of that down if you pod me up on this. I know you're getting a call real quick, but Kenny Payne like said some of these things post game. I, I, I have a bunch of sound that we'll uh, get on that. So let's do. It was about the attention to detail. So we will. Here, here's what KP had to say on uh, the opening. St- uh, was it that? I'm trying to see the first. Okay, here was it. What he had to say on the play before the end of the first half. Okay, this is what Kenny Payne. I think this is our buddy Rashad that asked this question, but I'm not. 100% Coach, sure. at the end of the first half, 5.1 seconds left. Syracuse calls a timeout. They get the inbounds, go straight down the middle of the lane and get a dunk to end the half. What are your thoughts on that play and what kind of happened with the breakdown there? The breakdown was Brandon's in front of the point guard. Ty Lord should be in the back of the point guard. Front and back, we sandwich it. For some reason, Ty Lord twisted his body and was on the side of the point guard. If he's directly behind the point guard, and the ball goes there and he runs, he runs through his chest. If he's on the side, he runs down the court. Really that simple. Attention to detail, little things that mean a lot. I'm not blaming Tyler, <laughs> but the attention to detail that it takes to prevent a, a nothing play to end up in a dunk. All right. Look. Not uh, to blame the players, I, I, but I'm I about know, to. I know, I know, I know. Look, and a lot of times... I'll say this because I've heard this. It, the problem we've said this all the time. He's not winning. He's he's lost a lot of the the, the PR battles and press conferences, things like that. So. Rick Pitino threw his entire team under the bus and then got a lot out of them because it clicked after that. And, yeah, and look I'm, at what St. John's is doing now. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, it's a different conversation if he's winning. He's not winning, and that's right. where you keep going back to this with that. Like, I CL Brown. I, I think he was on with uh, Bob and Nick, and, and I. Just because he's not Rick Pitino on the sidelines, and I, I, there was times yesterday I think he got frustrated at Brandon Huntley Hatfield during the game and whatnot, but he's not Rick Pitino with like the emotion that he is going to show on that. And he has said as much, and he has said it over and over. And I'll play the sound that he played with uh, Bob and or, I'm sorry, uh, Paul and Jody last night, where he's like, "I'm not changing." And I understand that is the, that stubbornness right there is more than likely going to cost him his job, uh, but it it feels like. He has what, in his mind, what he wants the guys to do. Mm-hmm. It's either not being conveyed in the mess, and I know Leibs has said this over and over again. It's like you gotta, whether it's film, whether it's you know cue cards, whether it's index cards, where they get it, you have to convey it to them to where it's ingrained in their mind. And if what you're doing, you're getting the same results, obviously with the fifth straight loss, you isn't working, you need some new teaching. You're right. And, and he, to his credit, I know, look, I know people don't want to hear this. He's asked... Some of his the coaches have like, what can I do differently? Can you guys convey it to him? And it's still not going. But through he's got the best staff in America. I, and look, that there in lies is probably going to uh, cost of his job on that. Uh, let's see, you're going to hate this sound. Uh, I, I, I'm hesitating even playing it, but uh, on why you know some coaches don't want freshmen. Uh, here's what Kenny Payne had to say with Paul and Jody on that. I believe with the question as well. You mentioned the, they, they had asked you about the very last play of the of the first half, the drive straight down the floor for an easy basket. That's kind of a microcosm of the attention to detail or lack thereof that you've talked about. Yes. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we talk about front and back. And in the heat of a battle, a guy forgets or he's not paying attention or he's not alert to it or he decides to take one step to the right and now he's on the side and now the guy outruns him. I mean, it's, it's what you deal with with young people, and 
It's the reason why a lot of coaches say they don't want freshmen, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, the freshmen. Who says that? <laughs> the freshmen, I know. <laughs> Who says they don't? Uh, Calipari is rolling in his grave. Yeah, that's, look, I, I, knew, you, I, I knew you weren't going to like that. Uh, yeah, you'll have to play I'm that sorry for that I don't want talented freshmen. What? What? Do we, what? Well, and, and I think that's where, and, and I'm, I'm curious because I, I think, what they blocked up the last place in the ACC. That's the day of shame on that Wednesday. I would imagine, I guess, if a decision is going to be made, which I think we're all in agreement, they're heading in that direction in the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours after that game. You know, but people could win. You know, a game or two. Um, you know, the what time is the game Wednesday? No, it, it would be the following. Like, not this past the championship week. You got two more games and yeah. then the following week. So, day of shame, that's usually on. I can't remember that. I feel like that's middle of the day. It's so uncharted. I, think, I remember it was on my birthday last year. It was a Tuesday. So, it may be that. Okay. So, if the game's at 4.30, then the decision should be made about 7 o'clock. Well, he'll meet with Kenny and he'll meet with the staff and kind of talk about what we need to do. And, and look, Josh Hurd's been radio silence other than his... I want interviews Josh, with I, with Eric Crawford. I want Josh Hurd to be on the court, like you know, when they fired Herman Edwards at Arizona State, when uh, the AD was on the field right after the game. Like, could you just be on the court right after the game and just tell him before you go in the locker room, like, yeah, it's over, buddy. By the Can way, you do that. I, I'll get to the air, eleven o'clock on the other side of the break. We'll um, we'll get to the Eric Crawford cryptic tweet that was out there that had everyone on the Ways app. Did you see this? No. Okay. I thought you were still talking about the Bellerman tweet from months ago. That's the last time we saw a cryptic. No, Crawford no, no, tweet. no, no. This this was in a re, uh, reply. It got a Sofro all hot and bothering apology. Sofro tried to coordinate everything with the watch party. Uh, I, I was open to do it uh, on that, but I think uh, Nikki V was in tailspin, uh, Alefest infusion, and then others were maybe going to. The the game last night. So right. Sofro did everything correctly. Uh, we failed him. We apologize. Sofro, we need to get better uh, on that. But, um, okay, so I, I, I think our buddy Rashad Myers asked this question. Uh, if uh, the product on the court is currently living up to the standards. I felt like this was tailor-made for an Ethan Moore, Zach E.C., Spencer Brown, and, and Taylor Lynch question. So our buddy uh, had to ask him this question. If the product is living up to the standards of expectation, here's what Rashad asked him. Here's what KP had to say uh, post-game. Uh, Coach, this is uh, coming off the uh, last couple of games, I believe four losses in a row, only three wins since the turn of the year. Um, Just kind of talk about the product on the court right now. Do you feel like it's up to the standards and expectations of the University of Louisville, the fans, and the program? Um, um, I mean, the University of Louisville deserves to win. Uh, The University of Louisville deserves to have a product on the court. If you're not winning, you're fighting. And the fans and everybody see it every single second that you're on the floor. Uh, the University of Louisville needs to see a team with chemistry that love each other, that's fighting for each other. Um, that's what. So to answer your question, I can't answer it for you. I know what I see. I know what I'm coaching. I know what I'm trying to get them to do. And at times I see it, but there are times, to be honest, I don't see it, and that's a problem for me. And I don't have a lot of guys that I can go to when the sum goes south on us that I can go to and fix it. Next. Oh, next question at the end. Zachy sees hands uh, went into his the, the, uh, to the board. Ugh. Well, and it wasn't. Look, to be fair, I think you grunted as he was saying he doesn't have the guys. Yeah. But 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 he That's said on you. two that are like have that. That killer demeanor if things don't go well, that, and again, that is on him. I understand I was going to say, that. who recruits these players? Oh, look, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. 
calm down. I'm getting all hot and bothered. Three uh, to go. Week, yes, a couple Three more. Three more to go. I asked about also, I think it's a Freudian slip by Paul, but remind me to revisit that because he says, oh, you got two. Well, maybe three. And just the cadence in his voice. <laughs> he says it right to Kenny. It's, it's oh, God. Oh, I got to smiled a little bit at that. All right, 267-968 is the phone number. Seventh highest rated sports talk show on Sundays. We'll get some more KP sound. I'm sorry, but we're going to play it because I cut it up uh, because I had a newborn that was uh, crying. I was to, like, I got to do something. To quote Bino Cook, haven't we suffered enough? I know, I know. That's what we had to do. And I was just like, oh, I'm up already, so I will cut some of these things uh, right there. But uh, we go to our buddy Steve. Steve up next on SMH. Steve, how are you? You know, for the first time last night, I know Zach's not going to like this at all. Uh, and I've been one of those people that have wanted to see Kenny dismissed for a while now. But I felt some sadness for him last same, night. Same, same. He was trying to tell Paul Rogers, look, I'm trying to get these guys to do what they're supposed to do. I've had other people try to work with them. I've tried to work with them. We're trying other methods. And I don't know, maybe it's his lack of communication skills. That's one thing. But also, maybe the guys just don't want to. Maybe they feel like there are no consequences. They're not He's not a Rick Pitino who's going to you know, put somebody on a treadmill for three hours. I, I just, But I did feel a little, you know, and this is silly, but I did for the first time hear in his voice just sort of the resignation that it's over. And I, I believe that Kenny believes that. No, I, look, I, Steve, I, I appreciate the call, man. And I, and I, I, I kind of get that vibe as well. And I understand it's easy to sit there and dunk on the guy. But look, I, as Eric Crawford's piece, as he said it in the piece earlier this week, and I think you had him on to talk about some of these things, yeah. it's just like there's not going to be a parade. There's not going to be it. You tried it. It didn't work out. Like, I, I had some friends that I, I thought were destined to, like, you know, work out. It, it was going to work out, and then it just didn't. It didn't. And no, it did it. And no, it, I, I didn't say I don't feel bad for the guy. I think I feel bad for him in the sense that they keep parading him out there. I wish they would have let him quit with a little dignity. Well, and look, but these guys, we talk about coaches and players to that extent. Are, are wired a little bit differently. Like Nolan Smith is on the staff, and I know people want to you know be body language experts and kind of break down everything. But he played with the best of all time with Coach K at Duke, won a national championship. He played at Oak Hill. I think he was just honored there over the weekend. Like Danny Manning, successful. Uh, you know the coaching. You, you can make the argument there. KP success yeah. at the state as a player and as a coach at uh, the University of Kentucky. Like so, the- and none of us are enjoying this. By the way, I know people think that we are, and this is good content. No, we want to talk about good basketball. I I want Louisville to be good. I've been here for a year and a, a little over two, about two years or whatever. I, I want to see a competitive basketball team. I want to be able to go downtown and there to be buzz. I want to go to games and feel the anticipation. I've heard so many war stories about Rick Pitino playing top 10 teams and top five teams. I want to feel that atmosphere. And I just, I've been here for a year and there's nothing. This isn't fun for any well, of us. Well, and look, and I want to give a shout out, and I promise I'm, I'll get to the Eric Crawford tweet coming up uh, here in a couple minutes. Um, I, my buddy sent me a, a little a, a Twitter spaces, X spaces. I think they're doing good work over there, the, the Power 10 podcast guys, uh, or, or the, the Twitter spaces. And they had Dion Lee on over there. And you know who he is. He, he's, a, yep. he's a good trainer uh, that has trained Rajon Rondo, uh, Romeo Langford, going back to D'Angelo Russell. Uh, they're doing good work over there. And, and I've asked this question in the past because. Here we're in this fishbowl at times, and I know Ennis has, has talked to them and Biscuit have given them shout-outs to. Uh, they're, they're doing good stuff over there. But one of the things that has been interesting to me is they had Dion Lee over there, who is connected to the ba- basketball community here, and he, he said Kenny Payne needs a Kenny Payne. 
He needs a guy that is in there 11 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning working with these guys and things like that. And, and I, I think these guys, like, they, they have that. But just the role in terms of, like, what Kenny Payne did at Kentucky, it just never transferred over here no. at all. And, and I think that's... That's the craziest thing from all this is that like it felt like there were so many people that were willing to help and are, are, were trying to help and, and now more than ever like because they had a good recruiting class they had a good transfer portal this yeah. team has talent we were all in agreement with that there are teams that are less talented that are going to make and win tournament well games. look I mean you, you, if you see what's happening with like Micah Shrewsbury right now yes. and, and like what he's been able to do they've with, won five out of six and, and, and it, it, you would be building towards something if they had just done that last year they're twelve and seventeen Notre Dame's not a good team but you can see what they want to be you can see what oh. their identity you know is. how many analysts have said like they think that Notre Dame is probably the best. They don't have the talent, but like scheme wise, defensive team in the ACC. Yes, like that's an identity they just that can't you're score. That's exactly, the and that's an identity that you think they're building toward on that, yeah. and you can work with that. So if they would have just if KP would have done that last year, even if they'd had a losing season, people would have been willing to work with that. It's just when you go four and twenty eight, they're not willing to work with that because you should never do that under any circumstances. Notre Dame doesn't have a ton of talent right now, but you can see that they play hard. You know what they want right. to do. And, That's and, what I, we've been waiting to do that with KP for two years. And I know we're inching closer to the top of the hour, and I'll get into this. But the the, 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 the premise of the, the Dion Lee interview that the guys did, and kudos to them for grabbing him, was just saying like, because I've asked this question about the fishbowl that is here in Wolf. I know it's a great job. I know that folks here say it's a great job. But optically from the outside looking in, he's trained some of the bigger basketball, uh, you know, players in this community that have gone elsewhere from that. And, and it was interesting to me. It's like, you know, Louisville, like he, he loves Louisville. He wants to see Louisville do well as a city, as, as a basketball program. But the optics of the program and where it's at, they got some rebranding and some rebuilding that they got to do. So I encourage folks to go listen to it. It's a good interview on that. I know we're in closer. I'll dive into a little bit more coming on the other side. We'll dive into the Eric Crawford tweet uh, too as well, uh, talking about uh, some of the things maybe to look a little westward uh, in terms of some of the coaches search out there in a cryptic tweet that got Justin Soferol and Keith Pointer and others all hot and bothered on that. On your sports station, I'm Phil Baker. He's Zach E.C. Nick Kern probably not going to join us at the T's. Find out hour number two coming up on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Hangover on your sports leader, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Yeah. Speaking my love language, Zachy C. Welcome back. Hour number two, Sunday morning hangover right here on your sports station, ESPN 680, 105.7, the ESPN Louisville app. Appreciate you making us a part of your morning. Uh, for those that are just getting up from Tailspin Ale Fest, hopefully the show's living up to the billing today and the hangover is not too bad. Great time out there. Appreciate everybody coming out, uh, saying hello to us and whatnot. Be sure to stop by and give uh, our, our friends at Bear Nose a call if you're kind of want to nurse that little hangover. Get a mama's Bear Nose, a little pepperoni. Uh, that will hook you up there. Say hi to George and company at uh, the new market location or all the area locations around the market. Reminder, we got you covered. 
tomorrow. If you want to hear more Kenny Payne, uh, we got you covered for the Kenny Payne show coming up tomorrow, 7 o'clock on 93.9 The Ville. And then on Tuesday, we got you covered for uh, Louisville basketball taking on Virginia Tech. Pre-game begins over at 5.30, so they'll cut out of Ennis about 30 minutes early-ish or so around 5.30. And then post-game has you covered on the Coors Light post-game show after the Alex White network coverage at 7 o'clock. And then Zachy C and company got you covered for Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show for a late one Wednesday, March 6th. Oh, it's hard to believe it's already March on that. And then we're getting into championship week after that. So I think championship week's starting in a couple of the smaller conferences. Yeah, I saw Patriot League out there. You saw the ending. Was that uh, in your Mac? I know that was like yeah. a, in regular season, but that was crazy. How was that right. number 10, by I, the way? I have no idea. That was, that was the worst list Sports Center's done in a long time. Yeah, that, I don't even. I didn't even see what was number one. I, I didn't couldn't either. Have been that. Yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have been better no, than that. At least have it in the top five. Like, yeah. Who cares for that? Uh, by the way, we're going to have some cool things coming up. I'm going to tease it, but just know we're going to be playing hooky with ESPN Louisville again. Some really cool locations around town. So uh, if you want to watch Championship Week or March Madness, everything's a little bit later this year. So we, we've yeah. talked about how the championship's like April, what, 8th or yeah, 9th? Yeah, Selection Sunday's on St. Patrick's Day. That's bizarre to me but uh, nonetheless we will dive into that but so if you want to play a little hooky with the ESPN Louisville staff we'll be out and about at some really cool locations uh, here in the weeks to come during championship week and March Madness so can't wait to talk more about that here in the coming week so just keep it locked to ESPN Louisville we'll have you covered on all of that. Uh, we'll get to Eric here in a second. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680, UPS Jobs text line. Uh, something that I want to give a, a shout out to because this has been a hot topic during a lot of the broadcast this year, the head pats. You've heard about the head pats from a lot of the announcers and yep. analysts and everything. I want to give a shout out. He did a great job last night. I know this has been They a, did not do that yesterday. No, they, they did not. They called Terrence it for Yeah, so he's a former Clemson player. I know Ennis uh, gave him some love and whatnot. I did great, great work with uh, West Durham last night and just look, to call, this is a very knowledgeable basketball, not just market, city, state, region. They, they yes. know their stuff. Oh, yeah. It's a top college basketball market from ESPN for going on every part of, you know, two and a half decades. Right. The head pats that you've seen, oh, there's things that are doing well and, and like not taking coaches to the task and everything. Like, what happened at the end of the first half was that cannot happen. And, and kudos to Terrence for calling about all that. So if you, you were at the game or if you were listening to us on 93.9 The Ville, appreciate you doing so. But I, I want to give a shout out to Wes Durham and uh, Terrence Oglesby, uh, for Oglesby for breaking that down on there. And he's done a lot of good work. He does some stuff on the Field of 68 stuff. He's done uh, really, really good work all around. So I want to give a shout out to him uh, and company on that. All right. The Eric Crawford tweet. Eric, I promise I'll get to you. So you haven't seen this yet. Did you no. look it up? Okay. So. There's something that was uh, getting a little spicy on the Twitter sphere slash X last night. So I know not everyone's on Twitter, so apologies uh, for that. But something that I know a lot of folks were getting excited about, I want to get this tweet right. So somebody tweeted at Eric Crawford um, about basically candidates, and maybe it was like talking about the Nate Oates um, scenario. Here it is. I want to get it right. He said... Wow, Alabama trailed the whole first half twice by 10 and goes on a run and leads Tennessee 41-39 to at halftime. And then, uh, I believe, Southern Card CC'd at Josh Hurd. Stick with me, folks, because I know uh, when you get into the Twitter underbelly, it's tough, tough to keep up with. Find the money required. Eric Crawford responds, long shot. To which he said, so was Rick. He said, not really. I'd advise you to look about 600 miles west. 
so people start getting out their Waze app, their 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 Google Maps, uh, all those maps in there. So uh, our buddy Keith Pointer putting some things out there. What's nine hours and thirty one minutes away from Tuscaloosa? That would be Waco, Texas, at six hundred and thirty three miles. So mm. uh, everyone's speculating now that he's talking possibly about that. Um, and, and look, I mean, Justin's getting his PI hat on, so he's uh, definitely having some fun with that. But I, I think when you break down just kind of what Eric Crawford being in the no, he's not hot take guy and things like that. But there are some instances in which it's like, okay, you've seen names. I'm jaded when it comes to this, by the way. And th- this isn't a knock on Eric Crawford. I just remember what happened last go around with guys got paid. You saw it uh, with Bruce Pearl last go around. You've seen it most recently with uh, Greg McDermott and Ed Creighton. That was one of the things that Ty Spaulding, when he was on with Strebel and I, he was saying, watch out for some guys in the Big East that may be interested in this job. He didn't. He came out without saying his name, and then I saw Greg McDermott got a little payday, and Just then he said bit. that was the end of that was the individual that was uh, he was talking about. Also, somebody coming down the text line is Houston, also about six hundred miles west. Yeah, so like so when you start, I go back to what Eric Crawford said a few weeks prior of saying like, "Hey, it's guys' names that are not being mentioned." Right. That's where it becomes a fascinating because I'm jaded when it comes to names that are being leaked out, like the Muscleman stuff. To me, it it comes across like. Oh, you're not happy with me? I'll get paid somewhere else. Uh, the Chris Beard stuff that I know was out there, I think, from the anonymous coaching stuff he put out there that his agent, I think, has, in fact, been in touch with those uh, folks and administrators at, I think he said, Arkansas, Oklahoma State, and Louisville. Yeah. So do with that what you want. But big picture when – who is in Waco, Texas? That would be Scott Drew. Sorry. I, I should have specified with that. I thought uh, – I would say it would be funnier if, you know, the artist formerly known as, like, Kim Mulkey was it's still Kim there. Mulkey, yeah. But, yeah, but it, <laughs> it's not. But, no, they, I think he's alluding to Scott Drew. That's what a lot of folks on Twitter slash X are having some fun with. But when you take all this and put it in a crockpot, go back with the, 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 you know, the timeline of Eric Crawford saying, it's going to be some names that nobody's talking about because they want to get through the season. They want to do their due diligence. It feels like if your name is being leaked by certain people, uh, it's because you either want to parlay it into a bigger deal. That's how I operate. Or you want to leave. Exactly. But I, I just... I can't I, say... I just, I've never said I, that I thought Scott Drew would ever take the job because he already did the greatest rebuilding job in the history of college oh, look, sports. Why would he do it? And, and you know what? Now? That's your thing. You know what I mean? Like that. That's kind of how I've always said it's like, it, that's your baby. Like you've been able to build something there. Now there's maybe bells and whistles and things like that that Louisville can offer, but they have a brand new arena down in there. Right. They, you're in the Big 12, one of the best basketball conferences, yeah. if not the best. They just beat Kansas yesterday. Why would you leave? So these are the these are the hurdles that I think folks are going to be there. And I know uh, our buddy Coach Mark Lieberman and Jack Grossman talked about this uh, big picture. And, and look, I'm seeing the text line come in there. Drew will not leave Baylor for Louisville. You're delusional. Um, uh, you're getting Musselman or Cronin. Remember this text in two weeks. Look, I, I, I'm I don't think that Scott Drew would be out there. I'm just telling you what Eric Crawford kind of cryptically put out there and people got on Google Maps and started doing some things westward bound. It's like Fievel goes west uh, looking to see which the next coach is going to be out there. So I I think the guys that are putting their names out there are trying to parlay it into bigger deals or if like, oh, you're not happy with me? I'm going to get a payday here. Yeah. And that's where this becomes fascinating because Lieberman and Jack Grossman were talking about, you know, you can't settle for maybe an up and comer on that, which I don't necessarily agree with uh, as much because I think if you have the Charlie Strong, you know, going to Texas method where it's like you're the seventh choice or things like that. 
you may have to get down to the seventh guy if these guys are parlaying it for a bigger deal. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I'm keeping in the back of my mind on that. So just some things out there. I'll dive into that a little bit more in depth on that, uh, but I don't want to keep him waiting too long. We go to our buddy Eric up next on SMH. Eric, how are you, buddy? Eric, you there? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're good. I hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. What's up, man? Hey, congratulations, Phil. Oh, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it, man. How is uh, how is that, man? Oh, is it's that good. Never, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, sleep is optional it's occasional but uh we're here nonetheless so yeah we're 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 powering through and watching uh as much college basketball as i can while uh you know being sleep deprived so yeah it's all good well congratulations thanks buddy appreciate Uh, it i was talking to uh zach about tillsman elfes man and i saw some of the videos that looked like bourbon and beyond i mean that is a happening event no, it's gotten it's gotten uh, bigger and bigger each year on there. It's really cool, Then I'm really proud of what uh, you know Trevor and Tisha have built over there at HB Production. I feel like there's just more and more breweries, and they're getting breweries like from all over too. Like it's not just like a few here and there; they're getting places from all over. So that's really cool to see. And I like you know I like the those like flavored beers. Some people would say, "Oh, how can you like flavored beers?" But like you know, there's this one beer out where you can get it's like a. You know, it, you get to, it's a chocolate stout, but it does taste like chocolate. But a lot of times, the, like the chocolate in the dark beers means it's just, you know, more alcohol content. But anyway, uh, Freya the Slayer, Queen of the North, she was out there. She's one of my favorite wrestlers, man. She's best. She's, she's sit there and just body slamming. Well, maybe uh, uh, Zachy C for- got some of her sweat on him as she was being like German suplexed or something. <laughs> he was ringside for that entire thing. Oh, man. Man, I am so looking forward to the women's game today. I mean, we have got to get this win. It's, it, I was telling you, the tournament is now. I mean, it's March. It, the tournament is now because if you win this game, you get the three seed in the ACC tournament. If you lose it, you're fifth seed. You lose a double bye and with a chance of even getting two seed. But bottom line is that, you know, you got to win. And I was watching Notre Dame beat Virginia Tech. Which that was, I was like, man, what are, how is, you know, Kitley missing these shots? Because she wasn't missing when they played us. So, and then also they were able to, to sit there and put some good defense on that uh, Georgia and Moore. So I think that's a really good game to watch that Notre Dame, Virginia Tech. But, you know, just learning, you know, how Notre Dame is and how Virginia Tech is. Uh, softball's doing good, baseball's been winning. Uh, do they have a mercy rule in college baseball? Uh, that's a good question. I, I not to my knowledge. I have to reach out to my. A, I think they have a ten run rule after seven innings. I'll, I'll reach oh, out to okay. my umpire friends after that. If it's that's that's <laughs> me showing my age on uh, not having ran a U of L baseball game in God knows how long. No, but, oh, rest in peace, man, Richard Lewis, man. He's, oh, so, you know, like, so, man, we, I had that for what else is going on. Uh, I watched the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, like, with him prior. I'm like, man, he doesn't look good. And then, like, an hour later, the news came out. I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's my guy. Yeah, when he was, you know, he it was always when he would, like, tell jokes and stuff, the way he moved his head, it made his head, like, and hair shake and everything. I, just, I thought that that was funny. I mean, some people just look funny. I mean, you know. But y'all with men's basketball, man. This is the it's the elephant in the room. There is <clears throat> this next hire, you know, Josh Hurd or whoever's making this hire. Um, it is going to be crucial because this fan base is fractured. We're talking about San Andreas fault fracture. 
And it, whoever comes in, you're going to have, it's going to, I've always said, it's going to have to be like a Patino. He's going to have to come in brash, confident, and you're going to have to realize that there won't pe- be people at the young until you start winning. Well, and I, I've said and this, man, and, and look, I, I Eric, I, I appreciate you saying that, but like, does that person exist? That's my question because uh, we talked to Louie and I kind of talked to our buddy, you know, John Salzman in the back sometimes, and it's like he wants to create a player on NBA 2K, like uh, create a coach, because I don't know if that person exists. Of all those well, things I that think... Rick Pitino, like you, you just said about having Rick Pitino, there's some folks that have traits of those, but not all those that, I mean, Rick Pitino is one-on-one, like, so it, it's... You can strive for those things, but that's where I think like you may have to take a, a gamble on the next up and comer if you're trying to get that. And maybe you know there's folks out there that point to Scott Drew. I think that is an extremely long shot. Mick Cronin of a Rick Patino disciple, by all counts, folks say that he's up there. But a Double D and Blank said on their show that they were up there in Indy watching the Butler game against St. John's, and nobody brought up Mick Cronin. Those people would be in the know of folks that would be <laughs> wanting that if they wanted that to happen. So. Um, you know, that's some folk that that's some stuff that's out there too. And then you take it a step further and, and look, I know he's been wrong on some other things, but truly Donovan, I know people kind of roll their eyes at that, so bear with me, but he's a college basketball insider. He put out there, this was a couple days ago, he said the biggest job of the cycle this spring, whoever gets this job will likely impact how the rest of the carousel turns. Talking about Kenny Payne and Louisville, but he added somebody else to the list. Uh-huh. Mike Woodson, a late addition to this list after being safe for most of the year, the heat is on in Bloomington. Woodson has made the tournament the last two seasons, but find themselves in real jeopardy of not getting a fourth year at IU. So I, I think... Oh. It's a little bit more complicated there than, I mean, like with Kenny Payne, we talked about the earlier of the year. It's like we don't want to have like this 15 and 15 odd like thing. I think now, you know, with Kenny Payne and the results are were so bad that you have no choice but to move on. But with that being said, like with Indiana, that's kind of the real murky situation. Granted, you know, coming off two tournament wins. That's one thing that people can kind of latch on to. But it is an alum. It's more emotional than it is business when you start dealing with one of your own and things like that. I, I don't think oh, no. I don't no. think Mike Woodson's going to be out, but uh, somebody who would be, I guess, in the know on some of these things, uh, Mike Woodson has been added to uh, Trilly Donovan's list, which I know he has been uh, wrong sometimes as well, too. But uh, just something to monitor out there. And then somebody else put out there for those that not are, are not all on Twitter. Coaching changes. This has uh, almost 28,000 followers. A well-connected insider tells us that it is a fact that Chris Beard's agent has been in touch with Louisville, Arkansas, and Oklahoma State. So there you go with uh, that. And it said, who would have thought of choking a woman? Apparently a true key to creating universal desirability in the eyes of AD. So uh, that's going to look that, and that's the thing that you run into with, um, you know, somebody like Chris Beard. It's like that that's going to be brought up over and over again. So I, I don't know. Right. Eric Crawford putting out those cryptic tweets like that. Um, <laughs> the, these college basketball insiders having some fun at the expense of, you know, who could be in the know and the ripple effect of that. It's I, I don't know if these coaches exist that are out there. You're just going to have to hope and, and, and pray that they can grow into the job. They have a lot of the traits, but you're, you're not going to get a Rick Patino from day one, in my opinion. I think, but I think that like Drew and to me Oates could do that because they have had some success already, and uh, a lot of it. Then it becomes just a mix of so many different people. Musselman, in my opinion, he's sort of fading a little bit. Um, but you know, then people talking about Cronin, people talking about Beer, people talking about the the former uh, the guy that's at South Florida. 
you know. Oh, Raheem, yeah, no, I mean, like Ennis said, like I, I've talked to Ennis a couple times in the back about that, and he said he's from Tampa, and he said over and over again, like it's so. It's so difficult to win down there, and for what he's been able to do, I think he came from uh, Kennesaw State, uh, you know, former uh, opponent of uh, Scotty D and company. Apologies uh, for them, Scotty D, the season ending on a, a oh. tough, tough loss the other night. But, uh, yeah, former foe of uh, Scotty oh, D and company. But, yeah, he's doing big things down there. But, again, do you have enough stock, like, on something like him? To I mean, he's already in the, the running for somebody like Carter Knox, too. So he may have a good situation going down there, too. So Louisville's, you could get somebody like that, but you're still rolling the dice on a guy who's had like one year of success at a next tier down conference. So that would be my only concern with that. A bunch of texts coming in. Somebody said put top um, Todd Golden at the top of my tier two list. Look, I mean, that, there's somebody who's young, seems to be the next guy that could be coming up from the younger generation of coaches, but you're still gambling on him to be like, because the goal here, and I think that was what was so great about Rashad's question to Kenny Payne last night is talking about the standards of Louisville basketball. For those to say the standard, and Ethan has brought this up multiple times, it's not to get better. Yeah, no, we need to we need to have a bell or something uh, for every time we say standard, but <laughs> Every time, more fight. Yeah, more fighter. But I think Ennis just put something out there with that. Of all the times they said fight, but when you constantly go out there and, and you're you're trying to get back to Final Fours, get back to championships, you have to ask yourself, like, okay, you can look in the mirror and see the results for Kenny Payne. That that is not happening right now. But the next coach that could come in, like, it, it doesn't. Like that's why I caution people. If they're not the you know brash winning the press conference Rick Pitino type, you have to ask yourself: Can he get the Final Fours? Can he get the championship right. games? Like those those things matter. And it's not twenty years ago where there's just kind of this crop of coaches that you're like, okay, that guy can get there. You're rolling the dice on a lot of guys, expecting them to be the Tony Bennett's, the Jay Wrights, the Billy Donovan guys that couldn't do it until they could. And that's that's the Rubik's cube that Josh Hurd is going to have to go to his Rolodex and try to figure out. Um, that's where I, I'm kind of, and I'm seeing like folks say the Indiana State coach. That's like the hipster pick that has been out there with Josh Shirts with Cream Abdul Jabbar. True, true, but but again, like you're basing that off the Missouri Valley Conference. Like you're rolling right. the dice on anybody that's out there with that. So uh, if you couldn't get these big names and settled with Mac, why would they come now? No, I mean, I don't think I think that's the problem with the last two coaching hires. I think they were prearranged marriages where it's like you. This is why I want it to be. And I've said over and over again, I'm going to sit back and shut up and just say we've tried it. The ways of, you know, the fans revolt, quite frankly, of trying to we, we need to get Kenny Bennett or, you know, Chris Mack's wife's from Louisville. He was the coach of the year. And by the way, Chris Mack looks like he's doing all right. He's probably going to be in the running for a big job, uh, I would say, at a power six conference coming up here uh, shortly. But I, I think with Indiana, what'd you say? He could, go, he could maybe go to Indiana. I would watch out for him to see what happens at places like Florida State and possibly Vanderbilt, I would say, to kind of be on those tiers of Terry Stackhouse or Leonard Hamilton decide to get let go or retire. I think that would be good fit for him. But th- these are some of the, the things that you're going to have to ask yourself. Like when Josh Hurd's interviewing these guys, you're going to have to probably play a decent buyout for some of these guys. Some coaches have baggage. Not all baggage is the same, as we've said over and over right. again. Or you're going to have to roll the dice on the next up-and-comer and hope that it is going to be the next it guy of the college basketball ranks. So I've heard these things about Chris Mack. I heard these things about Kenny Payne with articles. So we've tried what the media said because by all counts, Kenny Payne, like I I would challenge anyone to say, when was the last coaching hire 
outside of like at the professional ranks and at like big time schools that people said wasn't a good hire. I, I'm curious because I feel like every oh. time that people get it's applauded nonstop of folks that are like, oh, this is a great fit. This is a great fit for this team and this coach and things like that. Everyone thought the Nike EYBL stuff would, would really come to the benefit of Kenny Payne. It hasn't. And that's why. Try Josh Hurd's way. I, I know some folks are very unhappy with the, with the way Josh Hurd has handled this, uh, but he's. Tr- I, I'll grant him his argument, as Bobby V said. Maybe his hand was guided a little bit, uh, and, and from Kenny Payne. But the next person is going to have to have a tutorial on everything that's transpired, mending fences, getting people back in the yum, not trying to say certain things, not say fight, not say standard, things like that. And then maybe, just maybe, you'll get some of that support back because I think that's uh, the, the big picture scenario that is going to be, you know, that that folks are going to have to gravitate back to the yum uh, in order to see some winning basketball. And, and just the effort stuff of, like, jogging back on defense, like, that is not okay like when you're losing five right. straight. That that's We talked about body language last year, and then it was just like, well, these aren't the guys well now they they are his guys and you can't use that argument so the next person that comes in here if that happens put a walk on in like that's what i think a lot and i know kenny payne's bench is limited with a lot of the injuries that have transpired and i'll play some brandon hunley hatfield sound he's over here at the podium saying blame the players not the coaches so i i don't know what to make all of this but i just know the next 15 days it's going to be something uh that to keep an eye on with uh who the next coach is who can retain some of this talent because it looks like it is heading in the direction um of moving on from kp and company well i mean and i i think that you know it I think that that statement from Henley Hatfield is very telling because I think the players have said they like the coaches. They like Kenny Payne. I wonder, nah, if there would be, this wouldn't work, you know, if there would be a scenario where the new coach comes in, but Kenny Payne is still retained as like a mentor. Yeah, that's not happening. Or someone like that for the players. That's that's not happening. I think he's either going to go back to the place like, I would be curious to see if he would land at a place like Kentucky to see what that would look like. That would be fascinating for storyline. Uh, you know, or he's heading back to the Knicks with uh, his little safety blanket up there with uh, World Wide West and uh, Tom Thibodeau up there with that. Uh, speaking of, I'm going to play that Brandon Huntley Hatfield's uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield sound post Syracuse. Here's what he had to say on it being the players and not the coaches post game last night. I just think um, each person in our program, or really the guys that's playing. Just have to do some soul searching. It's not on uh, our staff, so it's on us. Brandon Huntley Hatfield saying that it is on him and not the staff, but it is March third now. Uh, unfortunately, that's them's just the cards. Pardon the pun, because when you're sitting where you are with 20 losses, uh, it is in fact. Not just the players, it is on the coaches. Eric, appreciate the call, buddy. Be sure to uh, listen to uh, post game over on 93.9 The Ville. Chrissy and Dave got you covered over there, bud. Yes, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a great week. You and too. listen, card fans, if you want somebody to watch, watch St. John's. Denise Jenkins reminds you like a cross of Kevin Ware and Russ Smith. I'm not saying he's good as Russ Smith, but he's good. And they have uh, Ledlam from Harvard. And But the, stall that, the straw that stirs the drink up there is Joel Soriano. But anyway, y'all have a great week. All right. Appreciate you, Eric. All right. We got some scouting up there. Did you see Ricky P give uh, Luke Hancock the little, uh, I did, yeah. the, a little bro hug oh, up yeah. there? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the good stuff. That is the good stuff. All right. Uh, let me get a couple more pieces of KP sound, then I promise we'll get the break. Uh, I, he sat down with Paul. I know we have this over in 93.9 The Ville. Um, look, I, I think the messaging thing 
is something that people kind of get frustrated with. So this is what KP had to say if maybe he needs to switch up the messaging and what the guys could do big picture with some of the coaching staff could help them out. You sort of alluded to this in the press conference. I'll ask the question anyway. Do you sometimes say to yourself, what are they missing or what am I not getting through? Why am I not able to get through to them the things that I want or why are they not responding to those things I'm telling them? Every day. Um, you know, I'm mystified by a lot of things. I'm, I'm shocked by a lot of things. Um, and I try to do it different kind of ways. I try to explain it different kind of ways. I try to have others explain it for me in different kind of ways. Um, and look, I'm going to say it again. I love every one of these guys. Great kids. I want them to succeed. I want them to reach their dreams. It is the biggest sacrifice that you're going to have to make. If you want to be a good player, if you want to be a great team, you're going to have to sacrifice and pour 150% in or you won't make it. And we won't be a great team. I think that's apparent right there with uh, some of the things uh, right there. Final question from KP on closing out the season. How mentally exhausting it's been for that. Uh, here's what Jody had to ask KP about that postgame. Kenny, I, I asked this, and you, you mentioned you don't get too high, you don't get too low, and, and you have to do that as a coach. How do you, though, continue right now when, when things are going like this and you're going through the same thing over and over and over? How mentally do you kind of continue to go? Well, what I try to do is I ask myself this question um, every night. Did I cheat one player? Have I cheated one player? The answer is no. Am I challenging Ty Law to be better? Am I challenging Scott Clark to be better? Am I challenging Mike James to be better? Am I talking about the things that it takes to win? I've been in around this game and been a part of this game for a long time. If I'm not telling them not for me, but for them. Take me out the equation. If I'm holding on to information that helps them become a great team, helps them become a great player, then I'm cheating them. I'm never going to do that. So that's what keeps me going is I can look in the mirror and say, I know they're not perfect. I can't imagine another coach going through sort of the things that I can talk about, but things that I can't talk about with these young people. And still loving them, still caring for them, still pushing them, still wanting them to succeed as much as I do. Well, you got two more games to try, or three at least, but two to finish up the season here. So, As I say with Paul all the time, I believe we're winning every game. I need them to believe the same way as I do. Yep. All right, keep at it. Thank you, Coach. All right, buddy. Okay, so it, it was it was subtle there, but uh, that I was love, a lot. I love uh, Paul catching himself, just saying, "Oh, you got two games," and I was like, "Well, maybe three <laughs> to finish out the." Game. Oh, I guess he's he's alluded to the ACC uh, tournament there, but it's just uh, funny nonetheless. All right, we've gone too long. Let's take a break. On the other side, I uh, want to get Zach's thoughts. I know he's talked about it a ton with the fourteen team playoff. Interesting. We'll dive into that. A uh, little what else is going on to close out the show. Reminder, Kern's got you covered over on 93.9 The Ville, 130 for Louisville taking on the Fighting Irish uh, post game with Dave and Chrissy. I believe they're down at Noble Funk Brewing for the post game show. Uh, keep it locked here. ESPN Louisville, ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app.
You're locked on the Sunday Morning Hangover on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Nick Curran and Phil Baker. Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steel, if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC. Is this George Strait? Well done by you. Scarth It's regulators. Mount up. Good old Mount up. Welcome back. Uh, Sunday morning here. That's in honor of Nick Kern. Take that in your country song of the week, Kern. Uh, Nick Kern's got you settled. Uh, for the call over on 93.9 DeVille, 130, taking on the fighting Irish Minder postgame show with Biscuit and Chrissy Bantha down at Noble Funk Brewery. Appreciate them uh, hosting. They were out at uh, Tailspin Ale Fest yesterday as well, mm-hmm. so had a good time out there. Reminder, we're going to be doing some uh, play hooky with ESPN Global stuff. We're going to have a meeting, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, try to fill in some of the blanks uh, on some of those things. We got it reached out by a couple partners that want to host some of you. So if you can get out, take a long lunch or something, watch a little bit of the games or just cut out work early, watch some of the games with us. Conference Championship Week. I, I say this every year. Now, where you grew up, did you have any Mr. Gaddies? Or is that just a like super local chain here? Did you have the pizza no. place? Okay, so it was just like a pizza buffet. So I, I kid you not, during um, Championship Week, it's some of my fondest core memories. Yeah. We would get, no joke, like 20 of us. And like, well, we're going to take that and get ISAP or whatever detention was. What, what was it like in detention, in school detention? What yeah. was that called at your high school? Basically. Ba- ISAP. Okay. So we'd literally just like, we're walking to Mr. Gaddy's and we're watching championship oh, absolutely. week. And just like 20 of us just like walked to Mr. Gaddy's, got the ISAP in detention. Well worth it. Uh, and we ate the, the, the pizza from the pizza buffet and watched Syracuse and UConn uh, just, yeah, have like day basketball. Not Jerry McNamara, all that fun stuff. Like These are core memories. That's and I, my element. That is, that is like I the know. perfect day. So, and, and we were all okay with it. And they, came, they would see us come back on, on campus at the time and just like, what are you doing? You can't leave. And it's like, we did it probably about three straight years. We did it like sophomore year. Sure. Junior year senior and then it like bled over into like the college years for those that were in um the, the in attendance did your teachers not wheel in the, the some, so that that was that was the problem we had some that were really cool about it and then others that were like no you're dissecting a pig or a frog or something <laughs> like that so those are the things or learning are, about parallelogram yeah exactly learning learning about uh you know a, a 90 degree angle things like that so yeah th- those are some of my fondest memories so we're instilling that to the youths or the masses out here Come play hooky with ESPN Louisville. We'll announce uh, where some of those locations are going to be here in the coming weeks. 267-9680 is the phone number. 437-9680 UPS Jobs text. Let me knock out some of these texts before we get into the 14-team playoff. Quit loving them and coach. KP should be a social worker, not a coach. Okay. (laughs) Uh, That coming down on the text line. Same spit, different day, delusional, talking about Kanye West. Uh, also, when is the last time a coach didn't win his introductory press conference? No, I, I'm in agreement with you. I, I just think everyone's such the, the endorphins are high off a change and they're just so happy regardless. Everyone says it's a great hire. They love the hire. The excitement's there. But as soon as the game started, and I'll go back to the Kenny Payne, there were massive concerns with the losses to Leon Rimes, as one Dan Issel would say. 
and some people are like, well, let him get his guys in here. Well, now you put everything in the crock pot. And that's okay that you want to stay by your guy. Like, this isn't to shame anybody that says, oh, you were right. I told you that there were concerns about this. It's okay to change your stance on that. Like, I, I the people, I, I think Double D put this out there. The people that have gone to these games, and let's make no mistake about it, it is not good for Louisville standards. No. But it's great for college basketball standards in terms of the crowds that have been there. Yes. I, I think that needs to be said. So the people that are going there, you deserve hazard pay, as Double D said. Because this stuff, like, it's putting hair on your chest. Can we have a commercial in a year or so? Like, if you attended Louisville basketball yeah. games during the Kenny Payne administration, you might be entitled to financial compensation. That, that's a, that's actually a really good idea by you. I, I think we should definitely do that. <laughs> just that, have like, like we, did, we did just a couple uh, gag. Of like, oh, they went to Camp Lejeune or wherever and got some sort of disease. No, you just went to basketball games. Right. So that that's some fun uh, out there. Must seems like a, Musselman seems like a good fit for UCLA. If it's a little Mick Cronin, then shut it down. A short angrier version of Chris Mack and he won't have 10 million uh, won't have the 10 million person recruiting base of LA County look the, the thing I'll say about Mick Cronin and I'm not as sold on him as others however I will say this there is something from the optics and the message that it sends to the college basketball world that you took UCLA's coach yeah I, I'm not saying and, and again I know people will go back to Anything is better than this, but you have to ask yourself the very things that he, he is a little prickly. Does that bother you? That don't bother me, but you know that's something that's out there. And they said the and I'll push back a little bit of recruiting base of L.A. County. He won't have the ten million person recruiting base of L.A. County, but you're the only show here, mm-hmm. like in this city. And there's by no all count, Hollywood here. Yeah, there's and and you're not playing second. There's no eighth, Lakers. Here. Eighth fiddle behind yeah. you know USC football Rams. I don't know. I started with USC Chargers, football Dodgers, Lakers, Dodgers. Uh, Angels. Yeah, filling the Kings and Sparks. Eh, no, probably not. Nah. Uh, not that. But no, I, that's that's the only thing I'll say about it. It sends a massive message to the college basketball world, almost of the likes. Dare I say of like Brian Kelly, like going from Notre Dame to LSU. Hopefully, whoever gets hired here doesn't come and say family. Yeah, but you, but you see what I'm saying? Like that's a big swing to yeah. to the college football world that LSU was like, oh, you're Notre Dame. Well, we're LSU. We're taking your coach. Exactly. That. I, so I will say and they the, did it with Kim Mulkey taking her from Baylor, where they won a bunch of titles. So I, I will say there is something to the message it sends to the college basketball world. Now his record this year concerns me, and I know that his supporters and the bring their Mick is the pick guy uh, will put things out there. I, I know our buddy uh, Harold has put some things out with like shirts uh, with Josh shirts at Indiana State. Like I. I'm open to anybody. That's my discussion and like going back and forth with people when they're so laser focused on it. I'm like, I'm open to anybody. Everybody has their flaws. Some have pros, some have cons. Like you're you're not it's not create a coach or create a player. Like there's going to be flaws on anybody that you get in here because it is not you've seen it. Coach K, Roy Williams, you've seen what's happening with Tom Izzo, Rick Patino is struggling, it seems to be figured out, but it, it's just I just want people to have an open mind and not just be laser focused on one guy and actually do a search. Like, that's all I ask. That's all I ask. Uh, 437-9680. I get the feeling uh, Kenny just talks all the practice and they don't physically work on anything. I'm not at practice. I don't know. If Calipari left tomorrow, Scott Drew would be the top of Kentucky's list. So that means Louisville should go hire Scott Drew. Uh, the last play of the first half is a microcosm of the season. Ten more days. Uh, I think that's uh, where a lot of people are having some fun with. F. It's Cronin, like, don't even bring him up. It's like, you know... Counting down to the end of the school year. That's basically where we're at right now. You know, three more to go. Ten days to go. You know, 
that, that anticipation when you're about to go on summer vacation. Unfortunately for Louisville now, the NCAA tournament is summer vacation. Yeah. And that they don't get to go to. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's it's wild. All right. Game playoff, baby. Yeah, that's I, I want to get your thoughts on this because this has been something that I, I, I'm sure you've talked about at length. Just you've been hosting a lot. You've had a lot of mic time. But I, I want to get the other side of this of what the rival coaches have now said. Yeah, oh, I've seen that. And, and this is something that's crazy to me because they're right. Like, and this isn't because it feels like I heard Strebel talking about this a little. It feels like a hostile takeover from the SEC and Big Ten. That, it, that's pretty it's basically to come say, hey, like we tried we tried to bring something to the table, and you all shot it down. That's exactly what they're doing. And it's so outlandish from the standpoint of, like, what the, I, I forgot who said it. Was it uh, Gundy from Oklahoma State? It's like, imagine giving the, no, it was TCU. T- it was Sonny it, Dyke. Yeah, Sonny Dyke saying, imagine giving the Cowboys just a buy because of their brand. No, I and I completely agree. I agree. I it, think the Big Ten, the SEC, they're asking for too much. I'm surprised. They're asking the, for too much from the standpoint of, like, we know they're going to shoot it down. Yeah. And then we say, ah, we tried. I mean, they're right in the sense that the SEC and the Big Ten almost certainly is going to be the top two teams anyway. So I don't get the why they have to put that in writing. Why do they have to make sure that that happens? Because it's going to happen pretty much organically every year unless Florida State goes undefeated or you know somebody else goes undefeated that we don't see coming. I would be – I just – I don't get why they want the three automatics more than just have an open open tournament. Right. The Big Ten and the SEC are going to take up right, right. the spots anyway. And that's like, yes, you, you saw it happen. And the crazy thing is, too, it's just like you haven't even played the 12 team yet, and they're trying to do this. Yeah. But that's a discussion for another day. A format, uh, this is what some of the, the several coaches told ESPN. A playoff format that guarantees a first-round bye to any team division conference before the season starts is unheard of in any sport, as far as I'm aware. Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy, he's 40, uh, said Friday, based on the premise of the proposed, uh, a team could be undefeated and ranked number one in the country undefeated and number one in the country and still not receive a first round bye because teams were awarded one before the season even began. Oh, it's ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. A source told ESPN this week that the balancing desires of the power wielded by the SEC and Big Ten with their combined 34 teams is a delicate juggling act. The balance in the room is how to recognize the contributions of the Big Ten and SEC while also being fair and collaborative to the collective room, the source said. That naturally, uh, that includes revenue. With the source saying the SEC could earn between twenty-five and thirty percent of the college football playoff revenue, and the ACC and the Big Twelve would follow between fifteen and twenty percent. That leaves a smaller chunk for somewhere around six to ten percent for the other leagues, and nearly one percent for Notre Dame, which they're not hurting because of the their independence. They are not. Uh, this makes some sense. Or I'm sorry. This obviously has ties with being the ACC. The Big Twelve and the ACC are afforded two guaranteed spots each in one proposal, one fewer than the Big Ten and the. ACC. Uh, the ACC coach, Dave Doran, said he is not in favor of having a set number of automatic qualifiers for conferences and expressed concern for the potential for the lower ranked team to displace a higher ranked one to meet that criteria. Automatic, and that's the champions from each of the four deserve to be in, and I agree with that, Doran said. After the four champions, then let those teams that have earned the, over the course of their season with the strength of schedule, the ranking, quality of wins, and all that be what matters. Yep. So I feel for our conference champs should be treated equally and have the first round by North Carolina coach Mac Brown said it's hard to be a champion. So it does matter. Um, you know, it, it's we need and this is what Gundy said in closing. I'm not trying to read everything from the Heather Dennich article, but I think it's important. 
We need to let the teams decide it on the field and reward those who are the most deserving, Gundy said. And I think that's they're pushing this envelope, man. Like yeah. where the and, and it'll always be there, and we always default to this. But this whole like notion of figure skating that it's become, like it's, it's just. To, I, I figured you'd be surprised at my thought because being a Big Ten. No, guy, see, I'm, you you brought a pretty level-headed approach. I, I will grant you that. Like there, there's there's some snobbery at the country club, with, and I mean that in the nicest way possible because that's what you've brought. The, the standards, what, the standard, yeah. as we say, get your bingo. But with Ohio State, but as you said, look at the. If you're the big bad boys on the block, then you shouldn't have any problems. No, and this is going to happen anyway. It's going to happen organically. I don't know why they're trying to push this. And it's never happened before the season. Like, look, the Kansas City Chiefs don't automatically get a bye just because they've won back-to-back Super Bowls. They have to go out and earn it. That should be the case for everybody in every sport ever. This is not figure skating. This is football, and we shouldn't – I agree with Dave Dorn. I don't think we should be having a any – automatic qualifiers outside of the champs it's a slippery slope too like when you start doing that man like it's it even take take those conferences out of take acc and big 12 out of it yeah let's say for local purposes and i know this is an extreme long shot kentucky has the 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 state of kentucky has the best crop of talent ever yeah okay and it's like three years into it it's like okay they, they they can make this 12 team playoff they could be up there you mean to tell me it's essentially saying like, well, Bama's Bama, Georgia's Georgia. It doesn't matter. Kentucky's been the laughing stock and the doormat of the SEC. Mm-hmm. So do, do Bama and Georgia get the automatic benefit of the doubt of what they've done over the course of the last hundred years to get in there? I, I, I don't know. Like th- those are the questions and discussions that if like even if I'm in those conferences, the SEC, and you have a storybook year, which let's be honest, we, we talk about this all the time. I don't foresee this happening, but let's say on on the cusp of like you you can get some magic, catch lightning in a bottle, you're able to do some things. Right, do they right. even have a seat at the table? To get the buy, or is it just a, a, a precursor that, uh, no, it's Bama. Yeah, it just means more. LSU, they've done more over the course of the college football history. So even within its own conference, like I understand what Sankey is, is trying to do, but it, this feels like, I agree with Strebel, like a hostile takeover. Like we went to the we went to the um, the table with this, and you all are probably going to shoot it down. And that it is then the cards right there. All right, uh, it's your least favorite segment. It's our favorite segment. Uh, it is what else is going on to close out the show right here on your sports station, ESPN 680 and 1057. Possibly if it wants to keep loading. And here it goes. And now it's time for what else is going on with Nick Curran and Nick Evans. And Zachy C. and Phil Baker. Uh, real quick, a little clip from um, Eric Crawford's latest article. Everybody, Tyler Grieve are doing good work over there. Uh, if you're still in the theater, you're understandably went home, grab your popcorn and read Eric Crawford's on Louisville basketball. Roll the credits. It's easy to forget this Louisville basketball team has seven top 100 recruits. At some point along the line, all of these guys have been judged at a pretty high level of talent. The beauty and frustration of basketball is the sheer talent is rarely enough. You can have, you can have to play together... Have to play with intensity. People get mad when Payne says that Louisville couldn't beat people with their talent. The fact is Louisville is talented at least as the evaluators judge it than a moderate number of teams, but it is missing urgency, intensity, and discipline. Unfortunately for Payne, that also means missing coaching. That coming down there. So good read by Eric Crawford Mm -hmm. and company who uh, has the ability, as we said, to uh, say everything we feel all the time. All right. uh, You talked about this. Caitlin Clark. I mean, is she going to 
Your Buckeyes, do they stand a shot, uh, a break? Is she, like He's they're going to break, break the record. Today. Okay, okay. That's she what She only I needs 18 points to do only. it. She's going to break the record. They're not going to, like, just uh, triple team her? Well, even if they did, it doesn't matter. I mean, teams have been trying to do that all season. Caitlin Clark's still averaging 32 points and eight assists. Did you? Yeah. By the way, Holly Rhodes on uh, the TV from that. She's not happy she's not in the EA game, by the way. Yeah, I saw that. So basically, she will be in the EA game now, if I had to guess. That, I, that would be I, guess. I, I would say they would probably put her in there, and uh, she called him out. Now she will probably be in there. They had Aaron Andrews in the game, so they've had women. On oh, yeah. It was just probably. They just didn't think about it, probably, what was going yeah. there. But they brought Pollock back, apparently. Yeah, so. I saw that. <laughs> He's just motivational. Is he doing anything now? Uh, trying to. What? He's trying to own the libs, basically. He's so brave. Uh, let's see. Next up, LeBron James just became the first player in NBA history to surpass 40,000 points. He was also the first to reach 10K assists and 10K rebounds. Uh, Nike's tribute was he had 40K plus 10K plus 10K equals one. And there is LeBron James. Take that, Nick Curran. Yeah. The king. Take it. Cram it, Nick. Did you see? LeBron's uh, the, is the goat. No, his son. No, I, it's fine. I mean, you can it have could that. could be. You can, it's fine. If anybody says LeBron's a goat, they shouldn't be laughed out of the room. No, I, I, I'm i with you on that. Uh, you know, this was a, a conversation specifically for Nick Kern, but I know you have thoughts about this. So we always get in the battles over Nike and Adidas and everything. Sure. Not a great week for Nike in the no, uh, Major League not. Baseball and the see-through stuff of the Players Association. Uh, MLB's new uniforms developed with Nike and Fanatics have been criticized by players, mocked on late-night TV, sparked with endless jokes on social media. Um, yeah, I, I know the uh, Fanatic CEO came out and like said everything about. That. If that were Adidas, people would be losing. Look, oh, I'm they a, would be losing. I'm mind. a checks over stripes guy. You know this. Yes, but I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest. People will have some phone. Not a great week for uh, Nike. Uh, next up, we had. Oh, where is it at? I had this. We talked about Caitlin Clark. We talked about. Oh, I lost it on here. Where is it at? Where is it at? Oh, Victor Webinyana. Yeah. I mean, he's doing stuff that hasn't been seen before still. Like, we, we talk about, like, the blocks and everything on there. I did a futures bet on him because it just felt like he was going to be rookie of the year no matter what. I, I, yeah, that's happening. Well, but then I also took, like, Chet Holgrim. It was like, uh, just to play it safe on a futures NBA. Which he should not be the rookie of the year because he's not a rookie. Well, because it, the Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell yes. method right there. Made the right decision, go uh, hedging that and just saying. Well, I would let's say take yeah. Victor. Victor's going to be okay there. Uh, Wait till the Spurs get good and oh, we can I actually know. start seeing him more on national television. Because Wembyama's everything that we all thought he was. He's better. By the way, did you see what Isaac Garendo did up at the combine? Yeah, he's worked himself into the second round. I want to. I want to get this right. He had a crazy. He made history up there. So he was able to do. I want to get this right. I want to get this right. Okay, so the fastest 40-yard dash times in NFL combines, he had um, Isaac Garendo, which you, I didn't know he was like that. I always thought of him as a um, a bruiser. Well, Xavier Worthy set the overall record right. yesterday. 4-2-1. That's crazy. And he did 4.336. So at he had a vertical first among running backs. First among running backs in the 40-yard dash, right? And it's just, yeah, I mean, so Isaac Garendo, I mean. Uh, he made himself some money. Yesterday. Yeah, he, he did. And that's uh, you know, a little bright spot for him out there as well. Reminder, we got you covered coming up here. Uh, Nick Kearns got you settled uh, over on 93.9 The Ville and the ESPN Louisville app. Chrissy Bantha and Dave Skoll, Noble Funk Brewery, take it. You have uh, at, for the postgame show over on there. Is the fact Zach becoming a fan making others Let's see. Is the fact that Zach is becoming a fan flavor making others at ESPN Louisville jealous? Huh. Is that a thing? I don't think it's a thing. 
I'm, I'm happy to see your ascension. Right. Yeah. Climb, climb that ladder. Climb go. that ladder. Climb that ladder. Trust the process. Yes, well, the process is up in Cincinnati now, so that is uh, tough for that. Uh, yes, we talked about the Second Street Bridge stuff. Here we had an individual call in to tell us how that is. Oh, by the way, ex-Louisville basketball coach, I'm sorry, commit Brian Bowen asked the U.S. Supreme Court to hear the lawsuit against Adidas. That's kind of flown under the radar, uh, too. I know somebody uh, texted that in as well. We got you covered with NBA play-by-play coming up after us uh, around 1230 or so. Did you see uh, your girl Sydney Sweeney on SNL last night? Yeah. I didn't watch it live, well, but I've seen it. You just you just see the just see the clips. Yeah, that's we saw the clips. She was a Hooters waitress. That's right. Uh, in one of the bits right there. Fun show. Appreciate it. Nick should be back next week. Uh, appreciate all the kind words and everything on the text line. Uh, for Zach EC, I am Phil Baker and Nick Kearns got you covered over on 93.9 The Ville. We will talk to you next week. Happy uh, birthday to Daniel Craig. His name is Bond. It's Is it uh, Zach EC's favorite Bond? Find out next week. Yes, uh, by the way, Charlie Donovan, when he's not reading out cryptic tweets about uh, coaches that many people are speculating on, just uh, in regards to the Louisville job, he just tweeted this out. The same Kentucky fans calling for Cal's head today are the same ones that attacked actually Donovan for saying he was on the hot seat coming into the season.